The Monty Show, the truth in sports talk streaming. When you want unbiased opinions about your favorite team without the spin, all you have to do is find The Monty Show, streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube. And now, here's Monty. What's up, you savages? How the heck are you? The Monty Show, presented by The Advocates, theadvocates.com, utahadvocates.com. Saw a guy fall off his bike at the golf course today. That was rather interesting. Maybe you should have called the advocates. See, because everybody's out there on their bicycles, their scooters, their motorcycles. When the eventuality becomes reality, you got to know where to go. Go to the advocates where they never charge you unless and until they win your case. No consultation freeze. Chat with an attorney live online. 24 7 365 for free at theadvocates.com. A massive Wednesday show for you, as always. Although I will tell you, and I'm probably putting the horse before the barn, which is after the cart on this, <laughs> but I am so. Ic- yes, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Well, I was, no, I was, I was you gonna go make ahead. A Pac 12 TV deal joke, Stop. but I'm going to. I'll refrain. Joe, J- hello? Hello. Uh, Jerry, the Pac 12 TV deal is nothing to joke about. Right. Okay. Right. Uh, fired up. That our friends at Bucked Up are going to be bringing us Callum Von Moger in studio next week. So fired up. I have been chasing Callum Von Moger for the better part of eight months. Um, The CEO at Bucked Up sent me an email today and said, hey, dude, how about we come on up and uh, chill in the cut, bruh? He actually never said that. He just said, hey, we're going to bring Callum Von Moger up to the studio next week. Chill in the cut, bruh. That's a hey, hey, what look, these are not my words. I'm they're nobody's because nobody talks like that. Anyway, the point is Callum Von Bro, Moger what are you talking about, man? Tentatively scheduled to be in studio next week. I am fired up for that. You do not want to miss that. Thanks to our friends at Bucked Up. Buckedup.com. Make sure you use the promo code Monty to get 20% off. Uh your purchase. At buckedup.com. Uh, you guys are not here for Callum Von Moger today. You guys are here because you want to know what's going on as the Pac-12 burns. <laughs> now, listen. Listen, Cub Cadets. Uh, you cannot make Cub this stuff cadets. up. No, Cub Cadets. You cannot make this stuff up. Now, you guys know. On this show, for months and months and months, this we have reported program. this here showgram. Yeah, we have reported that ESPN program. and the Pac-12 have been have been working on a deal that is really small, ninety million dollars a year, in fact, and in fact are open to a deal that would essentially pay the Pac-12 five million dollars for one game per week during the football season. For ESPN Plus. Well, the Marshand Aran podcast, Andrew Marshand, um, the biggest media guy in the country, does a podcast with John Aurand from Sports Business Journal, two guys I respect the hell of. Well, guess what they reported today? So ESPN has had no substantive talks with the Pac 12 in a while. Uh, the only way I see ESPN doing a deal is if the Pac 12 does something very creative. And when you say the word creative, and you're talking about these big deals that are supposed to be for billions of dollars, at least millions of dollars, that means less expensive, which does not solve the Pac-12's problem. You know, they need to get the money and they need to have the exposure. I do not believe 
they are going to get that at ESPN. Uh, you know, do things change over time? That's always possible. I never would totally close the door, but I don't foresee that. Uh, we already reported Amazon also very, very unlikely. I, I mean, I I don't know. I We're just this <laughs> shitty little podcast. This show is terrible. I mean, this show sucks. Ask anybody. It's terrible. Yet we report it, and then everybody else runs with it. And the top media guys in the country are now reporting exactly what this little here. Hey, man, you guys are just a podcast. You keep talking about live streaming sports talk and stuff. What What, what is it called? Uh, truck Stop Anon or whatever That's you a, always refer the to? The home of Truck Stop Anon. <laughs> I know. We're just some terrible show. But now all the national guys are reporting what oh. we have reported. For months and months and months. Yeah. So again, hey, little old Monty. Well, not so little. Fat ass Monty got it right again. Hey, Monty. Just telling you guys. When you When you hear it on the Monty show, take it to the bank. Because we are not the rumor mongers. We are not the people that, trust me, bro, we actually have sources. And today we have a big update for you um in the big 10 and it is good news if you are a big 10 fan and that is that big 10 schools have made significant progress coming together on compromises as we told you yesterday schools in the big 10 have really worked diligently this week to try and get this tv situation resolved the news broke earlier that hey that deal's not on paper in fact there are large large chasms to be spun uh to get that deal done and now we know that a lot of those were about scheduling conflicts. Today, the news breaks that Penn State is going to play Michigan State at Ford Field, uh, the home of the Detroit Lions. That's a huge, huge concession from Penn State. So you can see what we reported on the show happens today, and it continues because I think what you're going to see is Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State, the three biggest brands currently in the Big Ten, are going to have to bend the knee. They're going to have to compromise but nobody in this conference and nobody in the know about what's happening with this TV deal has said one time that this thing was falling apart because it's never been coming apart. We've told you that since Monday. There's never been an indication that this deal for the Big Ten, Fox Sports, CBS, and NBC was going to fall apart. It was simply a matter of getting some details ironed out. Now, there is still one big hurdle in the Big Ten to work out, and that is the compensation piece and how you're going to move finances around to give Fox what they were originally, originally promised because now they're not going to have that championship game in 2026, which is going to NBC. That's a huge problem. It's going to be very difficult to do that. There may be a rebate involved, less payments involved. But at the end of the day, Jake, I have no doubt in my mind that this deal is going to be fine. They're going to come out of this intact. In fact, I think when this deal is finally done, you're going to see this is the best TV deal that's ever been done in college athletics. Yeah, and I think it's the last great TV deal as well. I think it's the last one that you're going to get that's going to be huge dollar valuation and, and you know, everyone benefits from it. I think moving forward, um, you know, schools are becoming more and more selfish and schools, you know, whether it's the ACC conversation and their situation, whether it's the Pac-12, you know, you, you have these different, these different situations where schools are quite upset that they are carrying the load of the conference, yet they're not getting paid on par with some of the best teams in the nation. And so when I look at the Big Ten situation, I do truly believe that, yes, the deal will get done, and I do believe it is the last great TV deal because I just don't see 
um, you know, how, how ESPN or any of these TV partners continue to shell out even more. Because that's kind of been the trajectory. Hey, we're going to keep climbing, right? It's like quarterback contracts in the NFL. At some point, the well is going to run dry. At some point, you know, the TV provider is not going to be able to handle, you know, $200 million a year per school or some ridiculous number. Like, that's not going to happen. So that's why I say I think this Big Ten deal is going to be historic, but I do think it is going to be the last of its kind. But, hey, again, that's for down the road, right? We got all kinds of time to talk about that. The task at hand is that, yes, this deal is going to get done. Yes, Penn State did blink. And, yes, Kevin Warren did leave a pile of, you know, issues for— Burning for, dung on their doorstep. Yeah, like uh, you left a pile of crap that's on fire, you know, for Tony Petiti. And, and, and that's not a great look, but it, it does seem like Tony is finding his way just fine. So I think that's good news if you're a Big Ten fan. Yeah, and sources told us today that these deals are largely— the biggest hurdles in these deals are largely done as far as scheduling and who's agreeing to go there, where, and— USC and UCLA, they're going to have to travel a significant distance early in this deal for them. They are going to have to make concessions on travel, which I think they know that they're going to have to do that. But the the other part of this very clearly is that you have a situation where the Big Ten is far from done expanding, and they are chasing expansion. Sources told us today that the Big Ten is being very aggressive and has made their feelings to Oregon and Washington very well known. I am told directly that Oregon and Washington are well aware that their ability to join the Big Ten still exists. And I am told that they have had productive conversations that are not new. And I think one of the things that a lot of people assume is that Oregon and Washington, that these are new conversations. These are months and months old conversations. These go back to our reporting in October and November, where President Kosse at Washington was very clear, this deal for the Pac-12 cannot be on streaming. And they have never, not one time, in that span of time from October, November until now, been close on a TV deal that was ever going to get a grant of rights done in the Pac-12. And I think every day, week and month that's gone on now, what you've seen is schools have continued to explore their options beyond the Pac-12. There is this reporting today um, that, you know, hey, the Big Ten is ready and they're aggressive. They, they absolutely are. But I will tell you again, whether it is Oregon and Washington or Colorado, nobody today is, re is ready to make an announcement. Nobody today is firing off press, press releases saying we're changing conferences. The fact of the matter is they're going to wait until the very last second to make that move because there is no, um, there is no win, there is no gain for anybody in the Pac-12 to jump a second too soon. There simply is not. Whether that is Colorado, Arizona, Oregon or Washington. There just is no win there for them to be the first one out of the conference. So that's why I think when you hear people saying there was this report out of the Oklahoman that said, hey, Colorado's ready to jump now, maybe. Like I, I believe it quite literally said, Colorado could be ready to jump to the Big 12 soon. When you hear stuff like that, you got to take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. Because we've told you directly for months and months now, that Colorado is much like Arizona, Arizona State. I, I would tell you much like Utah, much like Oregon and Washington. They're going to go if they have to go. But Colorado is far, far more willing to stay than anybody is reporting. That does not mean they won't leave. 
That does not mean that that's a decision they're not willing to make. I think Colorado has made the decision, much like every other of the 10 teams remaining in the Pac-12, they've made their decision. If then, if it's less than $25 million, we're going to the Big 12. If it's more than $25 million, we are not going to the Big 12. I think, frankly, that's where all 10 of these teams are. They will leap if it's less than $25 million. The news here, though, is whether it is Oregon and Washington in the Big Ten, where it is, if it is Colorado, this is coming to a head. Yeah. And we've told you for several weeks now, we believe early in June is when this, when this will all come to a head. Because I don't believe any of these administrators want to go on summer break with this lingering, with this hanging over their head. You know, I again will tell you, use Washington State in the story we broke first and exclusively right here on the show. I believe it was Monday night. Use the Washington State story as a cautionary tale. That is a university with a small, small athletic budget. And they are struggling financially. They are struggling to justify the amount of money that they are making on athletics versus the amount of money they are spending on athletics. And this is a story that is being told in a lot of universities in the Pac-12 right now, and that includes Cal, that includes Stanford, that includes Arizona, who is frustrated with the revenue proposition that they have faced over the last three years because it has not been good, and a lot of it largely is tied to their basketball failings and the scandal that they're coming out of now that they seemingly have left behind in basketball. But Arizona is another one that I'm told has had financial issues. These schools do not want to go. But trust me when I tell you, there are 10 universities in the Pac-12 today that have made a decision. And when it is time and when all the facts are known, they will let those decisions be known. And I don't think they're going to do it a second before they have to. Yeah, I mean, there's just no incentive for them to do that. And that's what I think is kind of the big misnomer still about the Pac-12 situation. A lot of people would think, oh, well, they would never leave for the Big 12. Or a lot of people think, oh, well, they're just hankering to go. And while, yes, there are some schools in the Pac-12 that, you know, if they had their druthers would go. Some are more ready and willing than others. There's no question about that. No question. And I think that's only natural with the situation. But but to sit here and say that that the whole conference is just looking to burn it to the ground is just not realistic. And and I think you have to understand that that each of these schools' situations is a little bit different where you know Washington State has a small athletic budget Oregon's piling on the cash where you know USC had a massive budget now you know Utah's got an interesting budget situation let's say like there all these situations are different and it all comes back to that you're not making money hand over fist the same way that the SEC or the Big Ten is and you notice these conferences who are making a bunch of money are also quite successful in athletics you either get it or you don't and i think that's the struggle for the pack well i also think you look at this acc story today the acc changed their business model today or began the process of changing their business model in sports where they are going to apparently in lockstep with what the athletic director at florida state said they are going to reward postseason performance and you're looking at a situation if the florida state athletic director gets his way in the acc where hey listen what did they distribute 39 million dollars i think it was something like that yeah. last year yeah where you could make an additional 10 million dollars more if you succeed in the postseason in football and basketball 
that's the kind of money where you're now at $50 million. Now, granted, that's bonus money that's getting you to $50 million, but that's better than 39 and a half when yep. the Big Ten's making 100, yep. the SEC's making 50, and the Big 12's making 31.7. So you look at these situations, the ACC's got to be financially creative because nobody's paying that bill to get out. Yeah, nobody. Nobody is nobody. paying that bill to get out. But you look at now the SEC, and, and, and I know we've talked about this on the show, and the SEC's TV deal does not any longer look stellar. Where they're bringing home $50 million, it doesn't feel like some windfall anymore compared to the Big Ten. Yeah. But if you look at the Big 12 and you look at the SEC and you look at where, where you know, you, you look at where the ACC's at and you look at where the Pac-12's at, that SEC TV deal now feels like the right move at the right time. And it feels like this Big 12 business model where, yeah, we're making 31.7 on our TV deal, but we're going to Mexico and we're going international and we're going to Rucker Park and we're doing Kansas City yes. and we're doing Big 12 Media Day again at Dallas and we're doing an NFL Pro Day in Dallas. Like it feels like that's the business model now in college athletics where you have to create these other revenue streams because the ATM machine simply isn't functioning anymore yeah. on the TV side. And yep. I think this ACC announcement today where you're looking at incentivizing athletic programs who are postseason viable and successful in the postseason, I look at San Diego State and maybe they're the best example of this. If San Diego State made an extra $10 million yeah. on their, their postseason run, well, hell yeah, you'd be a lot more more satisfied, wouldn't you? Yes. If Florida State is incentivized to go to the college football playoff and go to bowl games and make the NCAA tournament because they're going to get an extra $10 million, well, yeah, you're going to be a, a little more aggressive. Yes. I think that's the business model that we're talking about. But having said that, another source today told me very directly that they know the end is near in the Pac-12. And I think that's why you're seeing these stories now come together where, yeah, I, 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 I do believe that every school in the Pac-12 has made a decision now. They know, hey, if this, then that. Right. That's, it, is, it is as simple as I can say it. If it's less than $25 million, then we're going here. Pack or your shit. Let's go. If it's more than we're staying here. Yeah. That much is very clear now because when you have sources in the conference telling us, hey, you know what? We, mm, we know the Pac-12 knows the end is near. Yeah. They know that this TV deal is coming in. I think most of them know that it's going to be my, and if I had the guess today on May 24th, I would probably be leaning towards a CW regional deal that's you know, 15 million and a $5 million deal with ESPN. Yeah. And I think you're looking at something in the, in the order of a, a, a 19 to $20 million deal. If it's less than 25 million, then most of this conference is going to call home somewhere else in 2024. Yeah. I think, I, I just think that's the reality of it. Well, and I think you have these certain, you know, President Robbins at Arizona, obviously is the one we always talk about, but you have these certain presidents that are bullish on talking about what the future looks like. And I think that at some point you have to, you, you have to draw a line in the sand if you're a president, right? Like, you yes. know, where, where President Robbins draws his line is, hey, we're talking, we're just straight up talking about the fact that, hey, if the number's this, then we're going there. Exactly what he just said. If you're President Schultz up in Washington State, you're more worried about talking about ESPN 
ESPN, you know, bringing in Pat McAfee and the optics, then you are talking about, you know, the fact that you're $70 plus million in the wrong direction on your P&L sheet. So but like, again, maybe this goes to what Stephen Smith was saying. He gave us a $20 tip to say, I think what ASU AD Ray, uh, Ray Anderson said, uh, about still having a chance on a TV deal for the Pac-12 while Arizona is ready to go if things don't improve is very interesting. It seems that Arizona has information ASU doesn't have on a TV deal. But I also think Arizona State is horribly mismanaged. Mm-hmm. And we talked about this on the show yesterday. You look at these different schools, the ones that are well-managed do not talk. Yeah. They do not overreach, and they do not extend. Mm -hmm. And they do not make asses of themselves in public. Washington and Oregon haven't said word one on this. Not a word. But you look at a guy like Ray Anderson at Arizona State, who pretty much stuck his foot in his mouth when he said, oh, yeah, we're going to announce our TV deal, and then we're going to go get a grant of rights, (coughs) which is absolutely not how you're going to do this. Even if you get a TV deal that works and everybody's staying, you're not announcing that TV deal until you have a grant of rights. Yeah. You're not doing that because you wind up in situations very similar to the Big Ten, even though their grant of rights is in place and everybody seems to be in lockstep, you have controversies like this. Yeah. And in a conference where there is so little confidence and so little unity like the Pac-12 right now, you look at Ray Anderson – that, I mean, that's absolutely a disaster. You know, you, you just can't have that. Well, and it does feel kind of like a yapping dog in a sense where yes. you have, you know, a guy yes, talking about something that he clearly somehow, some way, and I'm not really sure how to be quite honest with you, but somehow, some way doesn't know how a, a TV deal is put together. And again, I'm not saying I know all the intimate details of a Pac-12 TV deal contract or what that would look like, but I definitely know the mechanics of it and how that is going to work, which is you have to have your school signed off on a potential TV deal before you go to the media talking about how you got some TV deal. Like that's just, that just is natural. You would never in business go to the media, then go to your schools. Like that doesn't make sense. And so I think I, I actually feel like the Ray Anderson thing kind of flew under the radar as far as the national media is concerned. Oh, I think he got away with murder in my opinion. Yeah. I, I don't think that, that a lot of people talked about it. We talked about it obviously, but I don't think a ton of people noticed it or even heard it and i think that's what's surprising to me and and kind of plays to uh steven's comment like arizona and and president robbins basically get run every time they talk people listen but then at arizona state it really depends who talks is it michael crow is it ray anderson who the hell is it and that i think is a big factor in why ray anderson got away with that yep i agree warren boyd Gives us $5 to say, keep on talking hard, Monty and Jake. Well, but listen, dude, I, I mean, you, I, I think if you watch this show on a regular basis, and I think if you've been here for the better part of our, and most people here, I think, are, are probably newer to this show. Yeah. We don't speak out of turn on this show. It's not something where we're like, well, we don't have anything to talk about. Let's make up a, st-. like, that's not what we do on this show. We don't aggregate. We don't talk about. You, you, we regularly credit the people that that we talk about, like the Marsham podcast. What, what, what am I going to take that information that I've already reported it on this show? You get the truth. The problem is when you're a small fry fish like we are. Right. I'm a little anchovy next to the Marlins. You know right. what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> I have no problem. I have no problem tooting my own horn because if I'm not my biggest fan, I probably don't have a fan. Yeah. Right? I have no problem doing that. I, I just don't 
I don't see how that is. I, I, and, hey, if that's an issue for you guys, I'm sorry it, it upsets you. I don't think he's saying that's an issue. I don't think Warren's saying that. Okay. okay. I don't know what Warren's saying. I don't, uh, I don't pretend to read minds. Two Masters says, poor SMU, they got their hopes up for nothing. <laughs> well, and, but you're, you're not wrong. And, and, again, I still I want to go back to San Diego State like we talked about on the show yesterday. Yeah. What are you going to do if you're San Diego State right now? I, I just I have no idea how you handle yourself. If you're San Diego State in this situation, I don't think the Pac-12 is any longer an option for you. No. I, I, I really well, I just don't. don't know how you look at the Pac-12 and its track and its future and its projection, and you think that it's a good idea on any level. I, I mean, I just don't see that. I mean, I, I understand you're in, there in the Pac-12's footprint, but... But again, like that's all fine and dandy, but but you can't put yourself in a bad position. I mean, I, I just have a lot of trouble thinking. And, and again, I adamantly disagreed, and I thought that JD Wicker made a big mistake talking about this when he did. However, I still don't think JD Wicker is this guy who's just dumb and has no idea what he's doing. I mean, I can't believe that you look at the Pac-12 and you say, "Yeah, man, they're they're going to get a deal and." It's going to be 40 mil, and we're going to be fine, and we'll join that. Con like, I just, it used to be, you notice it used to be that everyone kept saying that they're going to get a deal. They're going to get a deal, and it's going to be more than the Big 12, more than the Big 12. Now you don't really hear that anymore, right? No, you don't. You hear people saying, yeah, they'll probably get a deal. It's like what Marshan said at the beginning of the show. Hey, yeah, they'll get a deal. When that happens, I don't know. And who it's going to be with, I don't know. Like, that's where it's at now. So if you're San Diego State, I don't see how you look at anywhere else besides the Big 12 because I think it's just a natural fit. But again, I go back to San Diego State and the Big 12. Is San Diego State a great fit for the Big 12? I think they are. Nah, they're not better than a couple other options, but I still think that doesn't, that doesn't make them a bad fit. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I don't get the impression that San Diego State is the, the biggest fish in the Pac-12 expansion pool. Like, I, I don't. I think, I think if you're talking about really the brands that the Big 12 is looking at and the brands that I think they have to have, I'd put Gonzaga basketball like at the top Gonzaga. of that list. Yeah, I, I, I think Gonzaga's at the top of Gonzaga. that list. I absolutely think the Arizona schools. I absolutely think Colorado. I absolutely think Utah. Yeah. I think those five are must-have. And then, again, today, what it – and I know I say this at pretty much every day, but just talking to folks today, the name that I keep hearing is Oregon State. Oregon State. Oregon State. Keep your eye on Oregon State, the Big 12. I, am, I have not heard four weeks. Oh, keep your eye on San Diego State, the Big 12. Oh, San Diego State to the Big 12. Done. I think when we talk about schools who are like, yeah, we're going to hang on for a minute. Yeah. I think J.D. Wicker got nervous. And I think that's why he went to a friend of his at, at The Athletic. And I am now told that San Diego State reached out to The Athletic to plant that quote. I think that it very much was nervous time. Because I think, as we've said for weeks, there is no golden goose coming for the Pac-12. Mm -hmm. I do not see an avenue at this point in time where they can break. Hell, man, if they broke $20 million, I would... I, I would be stunned. I think it's 19 or $20 million, and that's it. And I think it is, I think it is most likely it's a regional CW-type deal that we've talked about. Yeah. 
and ESPN for their streaming partner. I think that's the, I think that's the only deal that exists for, for the Pac-12 on a large scale. I, I truly do. And again, I go back to this idea with Apple TV. You know, the, the struggle with MLS is real, man. And, and I look at some of the, the, the inf information that's out there on Apple TV and I, I look at some of their numbers and the fact that when you look at Apple TV subscribers right now, you have 25 million that are paid and 50 million who are on the service for free. Dude. <laughs> that is an absolute kick in the balls, dude. Like you're, you ha more than half of your subs are free. Yeah, you don't make any money off people who come to you from T-Mobile. And the other Doesn't issue work. with that is, is that, of course, you have this MLS TV deal that, as a soccer fan, I think has been horrendous mm -hmm. for, for MLS. I just, I don't know. Anyway, to put a bow on it, I just don't see, I think we are, we are 10 days away probably 10 days away from having finality with the Pac-12. This is a code 10 aboard. Because I continue to hear that these administrators in the in the Pac-12 want this done before summer break. Well, how could you blame them, right? I mean, you don't want to come you never want to come back to the office with doomsday waiting for you. But I also think part of that rationale is they know what the deal is. They know what the deal is. Yeah. And when you know what the deal is and and you you understand that there's not a $31.7 million deal out there. There's not a $25 million deal out there. Yeah. What are you, what are you waiting for? Yeah. What, what, are you, you know, what are you waiting for? Because I think the other thing is that if you're a school like Colorado, I think you have to move sooner than later. Right. You already have all the primes, I don't know, momentum, excitement. You have all this energy around Deion Sanders. Yes. If you're going to sit and wait, I think that's going to hurt you. I think, and, and not to be redundant, I think you need this deal done before kickoff. Mm -hmm. And I think if you are the Pac-12, the likely timeline is, hey, I think in June, this TV deal that's not going to be a TV deal gets announced. And I think before July 1st, or in, certainly, I would guess before July 1st, you're going to start hearing schools moving. Yeah. If, if what, what I think is going to happen happens, I think that's the likely timeline. Yeah. Because once the TV deal comes out, and once we know, because you're going to know right away, hey, do they have a grant to rights? And I think overwhelmingly the answer is going to be no. You're not going to get 10 schools to sign on to a deal that's less than $25 million. This case is empty. So how much is a TV deal? How many schools signed on to it? That's going to tell you right there when announcements are going to happen. Yep. Because immediately, and I would guess in the next 10 days, you're going to start hearing leaks about this deal. <laughs> I would guess in the next 10 days that guys like Andrew Marchand are going to start having numbers and structural components of what a deal and who a deal could be with and how. Yeah. And then I think you're going to start seeing, hey, here's where the friction is. Here's where the frustration is. Here's where our finality and we start running downhill mm -hmm. with how all this works out. Because again, I think the most damning quote from our sources in, in the TV industry is, the Pac-12 knows the end is near on this TV situation. They know. We've reported for weeks, 
None of these guys are moving. Nobody's like, all right, let me give you $100 million more than we offered. Well, and he'd be surprised if there was a, you know, inside the conference, if there was some sort of, you know, deadline for George, right? Like, hey, oh. you know, with the summer, again, with the break coming up, you know, for these administrators, hey, bring us what you have on X date, and then we will make a decision. But, but I also think, I also think what's happening from what I've heard inside the Pac-12 is that there are some, some administrators who are like, dude, this is not improving. Because it's not like they don't know. It's not like they're not hearing or they're getting weekly updates on any progress, no progress. Like, they have regular communication. It's, it's not like you've got 10 administrators who have no idea what's going on. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's not as though they don't know. It's not as though there are 10 administrators in the conference that are sitting in the dark because they're not. Well, and I mean, again, I know I keep referencing Kirk Schultz, right, up at Washington State, but, you know, what he said kind of backs that up, right? Like, you know, he's out here talking about how they'd have had a deal already if the optics weren't bad and, you know, this and that. And it's like, dude, they're getting updates and they're getting information. It's just coming down to, hey, who holds the water in the conference? And we know who that is. I mean, that's, again, that's Washington and Oregon. I wish it was more Utah, but it's not. And, and, and to me, I, I just think at some point... You have to bring an end to these situations. At some point, you're going to go right or you're going to go left. Well, you're, you're, you're ruining relationships in the conference. Yeah. Because, again, I'll just point to Utah President Taylor Randall, who we've heard repeatedly has been an ambassador, a peace broker, a guy yes. that is, hey, let's let George and his team do their work. The problem is now if you're Taylor Randall and that's your message, right, the, the problem is now – there's no evolution of that message yeah. because you're not getting help in the fact that, oh, hey, a TV deal's getting better or we're progressing towards a TV deal because you're not because the updates have been stale. They haven't improved. Hey, where are we at with ESPN? Well, we are at XYZ. Hey. <laughs> Excellent strategy, sir. So are we close on this NBC Universal thing? Yeah, actually, you know what? They've, they've backed away because of the NFL deal. Like you can only... And I think that's why you're starting to hear, hey, the end is near. Yeah. They know what the deal is. These guys are not stupid. They're academics who are wildly intelligent. They know what the deal is already. It's a matter of can George go out and improve it? And I think they know that they cannot. Yeah. I think they know he cannot. Yeah. Uh, Steven Smith, who apparently is a baller, uh, gives us $10 more to say. Also, San Diego State issue... Uh, is a big deal if the TV deal is not done before June 31st. The Pac-12 waited too long to get a deal and should uh, took the deal they had last fall for $25 million. Well, with San Diego State, and I don't know why people are not correcting it, but let's give you the truth about San Diego State, and we've already told you guys this repeatedly on the show. San Diego State and sources at the Mountain West have told us directly it is not $51 million on July 1st. It's 34. San Diego State has to give notice to the Mountain West that they are leaving the conference, that they are pulling out of the conference. Hey guys. To do that, they also have to cut a check for $17 million. If they do that on June 30th or before, it's $17 million. If they wake up on July 1st and do that, it's $34 million. It is not triple, according to our sources. It's not triple. It's 17 on June 30th, 34 on July 1st. Yeah. Plain and simple. Our sources have also told us San Diego State has not given notice that they are leaving the conference, either orally or in writing. They have not, they have not in any way, shape, or form 
let on that they are working on that, that they are considering that, other than J.D. Wicker telling Seth Davis at The Athletic, we're going somewhere, it's either the Pac-12 or the Big 12, which I think was a horrendous mistake PR Schemers was. trying to control their little world. Because, by the way, if you're Brett Yormark, are you trying to be somebody's... Are you trying to be somebody's ice cube or are you trying to be the drink? Yeah. Because if San Diego State says, well, we'd like to go to the Pac-12, but we'll settle for the Big 12. I'm nobody's ice cubes, bro. I'm the entire drink. And I think if you're Brett Yormark, that's pretty much where you come down on it. Yeah. And I think that's why it is a, that, this is why. Uh, that was a mistake by J.D. Wicker at San Diego State. Yep. Now, candidly, they won't come on the show. We asked them to. Um, I have not gotten an email back about whether or not they would allow me to sit and talk with J.D. Wicker this weekend. He is in town uh, with San Diego State to take on the U Lady Softball team in the Super Regional that uh, the Utah Utes are hosting. Haven't answered my email, so we'll see. Uh, Truck Stop Gumby says the entire drink, Monty 2023. Well, it's funny you bring that up, Truck Stop Gumby, because we just happen to have an entire drink yeah. of bucked up buckshot right here, baby. Before I open it, shake it up. How about that? Buckshot, watermelon, you guys. This stuff's amazing. So I will tell you, today, I had one of these at 5.45 in the morning. Got out of bed. Um, you guys know I've been working hard on my golf game. This made a difference today. I went over to my local golf, golf driving range. It was hot. It was humid. I took one of these before I got out of the car. Had a, had a great range session. And the thing that it does, it, it doesn't give you like a... Like you're not like jazzed up on caffeine, right? But it gives you mental clarity. It gives you... And the word I keep using, and I don't know how you'd describe it, Jake, but yeah. it's a mental lift. Yeah, you just feel clear. Yeah. You just feel clear, man. And it's, no, I mean, it's real simple. I mean, you drink it, and five minutes, seven minutes later, you feel real clear. And I will say, if you take it, like you just said, real early in the morning, the effects are much more noticeable because you're still groggy. But, like, right now, I'll take it. It's 3.37 Mountain Time right now by probably 3.45 at the latest. I'll feel nice and peppy and warmed up and clear. Like, it, it works. And it will carry you through the rest of your day. That's the thing, like... With so many people going back to the office or if you're working at home, kids are around, dogs are barking, you need mental focus, jam a buckshot, dude. Super easy. Don't take my word for it. Get to the description below. Bucked Up wants to give you six free buckshots. All you have to do, click the link below. They'll send them right to your front door for free. And trust me when I say, don't do it if you don't want something amazing. Because these buckshots actually work. Yeah. And I, 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 will not have a, I will not do a day without them now. Because I just feel better. I have my, my fastball all the time. Like, I, I love what they do. And by the way, the buck bars from uh, yes, Bucked yes, Up, yes. the brand new buck bars, are amazing. And they also want to send you a sampler pack of buck bars straight to your front door. It's all in the description below. Hook it up, buckedup.com. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Less of me, more than you. Or less of me and more. See, I want um, your comments. You know, um. uh, I want your comments as soon as you hit the like button. You know, we try to get 200 likes on this show. Every show we're at 82 and we've had uh, 1,500 people watch the show. So hook it up. Moth Prof, how are you? Pack, quote, we owe people a lot of money. We have no TV deal. Anybody want to join our club in the Burning Treehouse? We got good grades, <laughs> you know, and it's all going to come around now. 
It is all yeah. going to come around now. Yeah. You know. No doubt. It is what it is. Spangler, how the heck are you, buddy? The big ain't no Rolling Stones. Okay. I mean, you know. Uh, you know. Um, let's see. Let's go back up to the top because I know a lot of people always say, well, I comment first and you never read it. Okay. Well, let, let me. We have over a thousand comments already. So I need to go all the way back to the top. And let's see. Uh, let's see. Christopher Shannon. That merger should have happened long ago. They'd be looking at $45 million per team now. Eight big uh, 12 teams plus eight Pac-10 teams. But again, as, not to keep telling you we told you so, but as we reported exclusively on the show, ESPN and, the, and Fox strongly advised the Pac-12 and the Big 12 to merge yeah. in, in, last year. And the Pac-12 said we're not interested. Nope. And not coincidentally, all of a sudden the Big 12 had a new TV deal. And a shocking new TV deal that, remember, all the Pac-12 pundits said, oh, terrible deal, you guys left a bunch of money on the table. Um. <laughs> and they still don't have a deal. Mm -hmm. And I think from a lot of information that I've heard, I think ESPN and Fox went to the Big 12 and said, hey, why don't you come to market early? Come on out. Nice to meet you, Brett. Why don't you come and do a deal with us early right now? Get your ass out here. Because remember what Brett Yormark did when he got this job. He, he went and made relationships immediately. Hey toured campuses, talked to presidents, talked to athletic directors, met with football teams. Like The guy was everywhere. Built a bunch of relationships, boom, just like that. Had a bunch of people behind him in line, got the job done. And I think in no small part, and again, I want to make this clear because I don't want to be misquoted. I don't believe that ESPN has worked to damage the Pac-12. But I strongly believe that ESPN has done nothing to help the Pac-12. Once the Pac-12 said, no, we're not interested in merging with the Big 12, I think, I think essentially ESPN was like, all right, cool, dude. Good luck. Because we're out. Yeah. I, I, I honestly, I think that's exactly yeah. what happened. Because ESPN understood the value in that conference was U, USC. To a much lesser extent, obviously brands like Oregon, Washington, and Utah, really important to the, the health and well-being of the Pac-12. Nobody's more important than USC. Yep. And I think ESPN was fully aware of that. And I think that's exactly what happened. Giggity, how the heck are you, my guy? Better call Saul. What's up? Kurt Meyer says, How, howdy, my people. Hello, my people. Um, Patrick Bourne says, Trammell didn't have good news for the pack either. No, there was there is some belief. So Barry Trammell at the Oklahoman uh, is reporting that he's the one that said Colorado may be willing to, may be ready to jump to the Big 12 soon. Which, what are you even saying? Yeah. May be ready to jump to the Big 12 soon. Yeah, and I might be able to bench 500 pounds soon. Yeah, and I'm probably going to take a... Th Never mind. Anyway, How is that even possible? You know, the point is, the point is, you guys get my point. Yeah. Uh, hello, Charles Arnett, a new member of the show. Let's go! Everybody welcome, Charles. Uh, let's see. Who else was in early today? Saul Goodman says, Gumby, uh, breaker of breaking news. Because Truck Stop Gumby said, breaking news... News is broken. More on this breaking news when news breaks. 
I mean, couldn't have said it Final. Better. Raider Mark, how the heck are you? Kyle J says, ain't ducking no smoke. Man, why do we got to talk about Jaw already? Yeah, that, can, we got to talk about that Jaw Morant situation. Bro, what are, what are we doing? Dude. What, what are we doing? Ain't ducking no smoke. Raider Mark says, I have four more weeks of medical leave. Um, what happens first? I go back to work or the Pac-12 signs a deal or implodes? Yes. Can't back down. Yes, you're going back to work. Uh, Barry Trammell from the Oklahoma reported today that Colorado will be joining the Big 12 soon. Right. Now, what he said was, maybe joining, maybe ready to join the Big 12 soon. Possibly and potentially and maybe and stuff. As Raider Mark points out, soon, imminent, close to, near, maybe, kind of, probably not, but they will likely happen. Lie detector test determined. <laughs> that was a lie. Captain Jack 97. Monty shoots par on 18 consecutive holes before the Pac-12 signs a TV deal. Oh, my God, that ain't going to happen. <laughs> Got a golf update for you today. Yeah, we'll talk a little. My golf shot sucks. My golf swing is terrible. Golf. 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 Not good. Cougar tracks. I got number eight on the like button. My guy, let's go. Oh, boy. Let's go. Uh, Raider Mark, did I read something where someone reported the pack asked the Big Ten to lay off poaching more schools? Multiple times. Multiple times. They have, they have said that. Multiple times. But, hey, it is what it is. Larry Pilgrim. Sorry, guys, but Apple with their money would be 100 times better than the CW Network. I live in Florida. The CW Network is not running a streaming package here. Well, I think that the issue with, and how do I say this gently? Nextstar Media is a behemoth of a company. They own C the CW. Nextstar Media, the issue is they do not own all the stations that carry CW programming. Mm, yeah. And if you look at what happened with Live Golf, you already know. Live Golf got hosed a couple of weeks ago in Tulsa because mainly the CW stations that actually carry Live Golf, and it's not nearly all of them. Yeah. Most of them are like, okay, well, we'll carry 90 minutes of Live Golf, but Charles in charge, those replays have to air. You know, Full House is a hell of a show. <coughs> I understand Bubba Watson's playing well, but nice you visor, know, slick. You know, TJ Hooker is on patrol. Like, so they want to go to, and this is—I am not exaggerating—they want to go to syndicated '90s TV reruns. That's every day. Instead of showing live golf tournaments, and then you had these major market CBS stations that pulled out of their CW agreements. And many people believe, and I am one of them, that it was because of the PGA Tour. Because those major CBS-owned stations, what are they? Well, they're partners with the PGA Tour, mm -hmm. who is adversaries with Live Golf, who airs their tournaments sort of, kind of, sometimes on the CW. Yeah. So they lose major markets like San Francisco. That's a huge blow if you're the Pac-12. Because now you don't have an affiliate in San Francisco and you got to try to find a new one. Yeah. It's an uphill climb. Yeah. It is an uphill climb. That's all I'm saying. You know. I just, yeah. Uh, MLS is not college football and not comparable. Agreed. But, but, but what is it? MLS is a major sport that was pitched to Apple TV as we have a very, very Loyal fan base of supporters who will come to your Apple TV. Now, granted, they will wear scarves with soccer club names on them, but they will subscribe. Wow, did you guys see that T-Mobile's numbers went way up? Oh. And there's a lot of people 
that are saying MLS is not happy with their reach and Apple TV is not happy with their subscribership because it has not seen the jump that they wanted to. So, okay, how is that at all comparable to college football? So let's say that you have the Pac-12 and Apple TV. Yeah. First of all, do you think Apple TV is paying $30 million? Do you think they're paying $310 million a year for Pac-12 football? Let's pretend they do. Do you believe that Washington and Oregon will stay in the Pac-12 for Apple TV? Because I'm telling you, point blank, they will not. Why would they? President Kose has been, I think, the most powerful figure in the Pac-12 as a president. Yeah. She is the president of Washington. She has been the top dog in this conference for several years. She carries the biggest pail of water. And she is straight up said that if there are tier one rights and they are on stream, I am not signing a grant of rights, according to our sources. Yeah. And she's joined by quite a few of her fellow presidents in the Pac-12 who have said, if we're all on streaming, I'm not signing a grant of rights. I think they're pretty unanimous in their belief that you can't have your entire package on stream. So, A, okay, well, let's throw that part out, too. Yeah. Let's just throw that part out. So, let's pretend that you do get Oregon and Washington and the other eight Pac-12 members. How does Apple make, and if you do $300 million, let's just call it a billion dollars a year. How does Apple make a billion dollars a year? And that's only three to one. Because most major corporations want 10 to 1 in return. Mm -hmm. When they spend money, they want 10 to 1. So go ahead and explain to me, how is Apple going to make 10 to 1 on their investment in Pac-12 sports? Because I don't see that happening. Yeah, well, and that's, that's a consequence of not winning, right? I mean, if you were more relevant and you were winning, you'd have more viewership. But you're not, so you're not. Like, it just is what it is. I think it's a huge problem. I think it is a huge problem, and I think it's one of those things where a- I think Apple has been an awkward fit from the jump because I don't think they're going to pay you $300 million a year. I don't think that seven out of ten schools off the top of my head would agree to full streaming. Yeah. Which, again, if you were at Amazon, I would tell you go all in with your streaming. All in. Everybody, push your chips into the streaming pot, and let's go play poker. Right. But it's Apple... And I don't believe that Apple TV has, has the reach that Amazon or Linear TV does. Yeah. That's how it's comparable, in my opinion. Uh, let's see. John Teal gives us $5 to say, if I were San Diego State, I'd crawl on my belly at Brett's feet and say, take me any kind of way you like, but please take me now. Uh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, okay. 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 You know. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I, 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 don't uh, I don't know what we're supposed to say to that man. Yeah, you know I mean, see, you got to give us somewhere to go with it. You know, I mean, you're you're talking about crawling on your hands and knees and saying things like "Take me now." That's that's not going to work. Sir. I'm so bricked up. Oh my god, just like that. Oh. Uh, Mike V says seriously, these pack schools know the money that is being offered, and it's not going to be good. Yeah, absolutely. They know the money that's going to be offered, and it's not good. And I, I would agree with that 100%. Conundrum says no grant of rights equals Sayonara. I would agree with that 100%. Uh, Al Bundy says Apple is a $3 trillion company. Correct. And your point is what? 
They didn't become a $3 trillion company by throwing money away. Yeah, what's your point? Brett, your mark's burner phone. <laughs> CW will break away from Oregon State versus Utah for BYU versus Texas. You know that's true. Okay, see, here's the deal. If, you're, if the name of your account is going to be Brett Yormark's burner phone, I need to be seeing comments about, you know, partying at Rucker Park, not comments about BYU in Texas. Like Cold-blooded. Like, be better. Be better. Um, Starry says no. Starry. Starry, okay. I mean, these two-word answers, you know. Uh, Spangler says MLS is a quote-unquote major sport. Is debatable, <laughs> but is it? Is it it's though? Not, it's not. It it's is. not a it major a, sport. No, it's not debatable. It is a major sport. It's just not NHL or MLS. NHL. It's not a core four sport. It's not core four, but it is a major sport. Don't get it confused. Baseball, major core, basketball, yeah, football, yeah, and hockey. Yeah, those are the four. I don't think MLS is on that level. But again, that doesn't mean they're not a major sport they have a following it just because l- listen to me if apple tv was more accessible we wouldn't be having this conversation correct right it's correct. It, the issue is is that it's not accessible it's not easily accessible you either have correct. to have a smart tv or you have to have the desire to have it on your phone like and i know that applies to a lot of different things but the other issue with apple tv is it's not amazon and it's not youtube correct which amazon and youtube are widely distributed everybody and their mom has amazon and youtube it really isn't even a choice it's just what we do i think the free the free use of apple tv is a huge problem i i think it set a terrible precedent because i think that's now the expectation and i i think it's a huge huge problem and i'm a soccer fan I am not paying for Apple TV to get MLS. I'm not. I already pay for YouTube TV. I already pay for, for Netflix. I already pay for DirecTV. I'm not, I'm not adding Apple TV for MLS. And now, if the Pac-12 went there, would I be more willing? Sure, I would be more willing. But come on. I, I, I think this is, this is a it problem. It is a big risk for both sides. It's a problem. I, I totally agree. I just, yeah. I, you know, um, let's see. Tom Dean says the deal that the Pac-12 reportedly left on the table and the Big 12 picked up, were you, USC and UCLA still in the pack at that point? If so, they were not. Uh, any deal now will be worth far less uh, than the Big 12s. And I think, well, A, when I think everybody knew, I think everybody knew at the time that the Pac-12 was going to go into, hey, this exclusive negotiating window. Nobody knew at the time that the Big 12 was coming to market early. Mm-hmm. It was a shocking development. So, mm, it's yeah. interesting. Larry yeah. Pilgrim, those four aren't what's left on the board. That's not already in the Big Ten or the SEC. What do you mean? I'm confused. Sorry, I'll get better. You just wait, Brett. Your Mark's burner phone says. See? Okay. Thank you. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, Bart Buckkiss says, stop wasting time broadcasting the same nonsensical and redundant nonsense every effing day. Well, thanks for being here every day though. You know, yeah. uh, G Lee, 
The Big 12 is not in a hurry either. Time will tell. But there's no reason to be in a hurry. Well, that but that's the thing with the Big 12, right? They've already got their deal. They're already they're already, you know, compounding on that deal if you will with these special events and opportunities. But I go back to this pro rata agreement with the ESPN. Man, everyone was so obsessed on this too. Do you guys think that that was an accident at the time? No. It was not an accident at the time. Why did ESPN agree to that pro rata? Do you think it's because they already knew the Pac-12 wasn't getting a deal with them? Mm-hmm. Do you think it's because they already knew that, the, that there was likely not a significant deal for the Pac-12 to get? So they anticipated teams bailing to get to the Big 12? Nobody talks about it. We're the only one that's talked about it. We told you then. We've told you since then. And I'll tell you now. ESPN didn't do anything to damage the Pac-12, but they did nothing to help the Pac-12. Yeah, and they did and everything to help themselves. They secured yeah. their business model by allowing the Pac-12's biggest competitor, the Big 12, to add teams at fair market value, according to the contract, if the Pac-12 fell apart. Facts. Yeah. Like, I, it, we're not putting a dagger in your back, right? We're just, you know, we're just setting We're it handing up. it to your competitor yeah. who's going to put it in your yeah. back, though. You know, we're just, we're just feeding the system. That's another We're not going to stab down. you in the back, but we're going to hand our knife to your biggest competitor who's going to stab you in the back yeah. with our knife. Is this the dagger? That's essentially what happened there, if you think and about it. And I think it. it's brilliant. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's business. I think it's, if you're ESPN, like, and you're because the thing is, and I feel like no one talks about this either, like ESPN has to control the media narrative, too. Like, you know, again, this whole optics situation with uh, with Pat McAfee and everything. Look, ESPN yeah. has to forecast forward on that. Do you really think that ESPN wasn't aware that they were probably going to be laying people off this time of year back then? Like they knew that that was they coming. Knew. They knew. They knew. So don't be surprised, man. Nobody will know. They won't know. They won't. find. Yeah, they will. <laughs> there are no, you guys, there are no secrets in this business. Yeah. I, I, I just don't know how people think that there are secrets, especially when everybody knows the marinara meatball is amazing. At Papa Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do meatballs and marinara. Papa Murphy's does meatballs? Oh, oh, I think you mean I do the meatballs and marinara? And how do you do it, Dad? How do I do it? How do I do it? Well, we do it with savory ground beef covered, covered in tangy, tangy marinara. That's how, honey. At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza. And don't forget the meatballs. Order now at PapaMurphy's.com. Use the promo code MONTY25 to save 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Download the Papa Murphy's mobile app right after. You guys, right after you hit the like button... We're at 2,000 views on the show, and we only have 113 likes, so hit the like button and then order your Papa Murphy's Pizza while using the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase. $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. All right, a couple more of your comments. Um, Dude, huge comment dump. Hello. Uh, Let's see. Quint Randall. Hello, Quint. Uh, I spent some time at the Big 12's agency translation last week. While I didn't see anything specific, I will say that based on the philosophy and the ways of doing business and how they are, uh, where's your next comment? I would say that they are just getting started. There will be more innovative things to come from the Big 12. No doubt about it, dude. And it's because, because they know 
that you can't rely on your TV deal anymore to be your, your Brinks truck because it doesn't work that way. It, you're in, and I think a lot of people lose perspective on this. Yeah. We were in a big meeting the other day and we said, and it wasn't a, a, a meeting about sales, but what was it? Yeah. It was a sales meeting. That's what you're doing. You're, you're in the business of college football, but you're actually in the business of selling college football. Yeah, you're a sales company that happens to play football. I mean, yeah. that's just what it is. I mean, again, like it, it's the age-old adage, right, of, hey, you know, you're this that happens to do that. Hey, yes. we're a sales company that happens to do a show. Hey, you know, like whatever it is. And, and I think people don't want to embrace that, that mindset or that tactic, but it's like, Dude, like, you know, every time you, uh, it, like in our business, like, hey, you, you want to play golf? Well, time to make some content, right? Like, hey, we're a content creation company that happens to golf or happens to do this or happens to, like, it just is a way of life. And I think that people, you know, either embrace that or they don't. That's and right. The Big 12 embraces it and the Pac-12 does not. And I, I think, Quint, I think you're exactly right. Like, it, Brett Yormark is not a football guy. Yeah. He's not a basketball guy. He's an innovator. He's a sales guy. He's an entertainment guy. So he's always working on promotion. He's always working on, again, to use your word, innovation. Because that's where the money is. The money, yes, football brings that ass to the yard. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Right? But it's not what makes you money. Mm -hmm. What makes you money is people watching football, people buying Pepsi or Coke, hot dogs or burgers. Yeah, that's all great. But when Shell Oil has a huge presence in your stadium or you know go around the country you know your favorite school and their favorite sponsor their corporate sponsor right yeah we're sitting in a building called the maverick center which is adventure's first stop it's a great convenience chain with gas and that's what makes you money because hey the big 12 has a better tv deal than the pac-12 well they're gonna make more money they're gonna go to air they're gonna go to mexico uh, they're going to go to Rucker Park, which is going to make them more money and give them more reach and more people are going to watch Big 12 basketball and Big 12 football. Like, it's this incestuous thing, mm -hmm. frankly, that's all about sales and innovation and very little about football and basketball. Think about, think about the MSG TV deal. Think about, about what the Suns are trying to do with their TV deal. Why is it ESPN? ESPN, perfect example. Why is ESPN trying to go direct to consumer? Because ESPN understands, hey... If we go direct to consumer and we make it easy, really easy, like impossibly easy for people to watch the, the content, then we're going to have bigger viewership numbers, which is going to allow us to take that number and sell it to X, Y, and Z company. And then we're going to make a bunch more money. That's right. That's what MSG is doing. That's what the Suns are trying to do. I would expect Ryan Smith and Utah Jazz to do that. And yet I'm still waiting and wondering why the Pac-12 hasn't done that yet. I don't understand it because, again... I'll still maintain, and I haven't heard anyone else say this except for us, which is, hey, the Pac-12, in my opinion, should flip this whole conversation on its face and say, you know what? No, we're not doing ESPN. We're not doing Fox. We're not doing any of it. We are going to, to distribute our own product in our own way, and we're going to make it free for everyone, and then we're going to sell the hell out of that thing. We're going to take the initiative. We're going to absorb the risk of not making money knowing damn well we're going to make a lot of money. Because, That's what I don't understand. Because the alternative is extinction. Yeah. Because I don't think they're getting a TV deal. I'm just saying. I, I don't think they are. Hero 75, when if the first team leaves the pack, be it Colorado or someone else, how quickly do others follow? 
Does a pack fall in weeks, days, or hours? I think it is weeks. Yeah. Because I don't think it's going to be one team. I think there's going to be a group of teams who have agreed to join the Big 12. Pods. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be, well, Colorado has made a decision. Uh, I think Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah have agreed to join the Big 12 starting in 2024. I think it's going to, that's how I think the announcement will happen. Mm -hmm. I don't think it'll be one team. I truly don't. And that's, again, why I say with all due respect to, you know, the Oklahoman and everybody else, I don't believe that anybody wants to be first. I've been trying to preach this message for months. Nobody wants to be the first one to hit the ripcord. Isn't that classic in life? Nobody wants to be the first to do something, but everybody wants to be second in line to pile onto that first person. But if Jimmy's willing to paint his house pink, so am I. Right? Like, that's just what it is. And if Linda on the other side wants to join us and paint her house pink, now what's the HOA going to say? Yeah. That's what I think you're dealing with in the Pac-12. I think it is. I think it's just a matter of it's a matter of figuring out who the alliances are, and so I said I don't think Arizona or Arizona State acts by themselves. I I don't think they do. I I also am a in a big believer that I think Gonzaga is going to join the Big Twelve. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any doubt now because Gonzaga. there's too much money to be made by big time college basketball programs, but they're not in a P five right now. And Fox, our sources have told us that Fox has agreed to pay for Gonzaga to join the Big Twelve. So why wouldn't you? Yeah, that makes right. I, I just think it makes too much sense. I mean. Again, the Big 12 is the best basketball conference in the land. And, if I mean, you can have that debate, I guess. But to me, it's really not that close. And I think no. I think Gonzaga is a perfect fit. And, and again, we when that story first came out, when we first started talking about that, we told you guys, hey, you got to remember, it wouldn't just be Gonzaga basketball. It would be all That's of right. their sports. That's so again, exactly right. I know they don't play football. But adding Gonzaga to a conference in all the sports they offer, even though they don't have football, still is valuable to the Big 12. Uh, Just from a scheduling standpoint, it gives you more options. Big shout-out to Nate Simons, who gave away five memberships on the show today. Let's go, baby. Let's go, Nate. Appreciate you, dude. Thank you for doing that. Always appreciate you guys. By the way, our membership is pretty cut and dry. Uh, You can join for $1.99 a month. That'll get you highlighted, and your comments are always getting read. Um, and then we also have a nine ninety nine membership, which gets you exclusive access to our members only content, um, here on the show. Uh, you get access to our Instagram members only chat group, which is fantastic as well. Uh, big daddy magic gives you all the breaking news on Victor Wambanyama's mama. Um, you know, Victor's it's, the way. Yeah, it's amazing. He Victor's is, the way. um, calls himself the, uh, big three legged Texan. Gotta be fucking kidding me. No, I'm not kidding you. Big Daddy Magic calls himself the big three-legged Texan. He is moving to San Antonio to be near uh, his boo, Victor Wambanyama. No, I'm not doing that. Tom Dean gets us $5 to say if the PAC doesn't have a deal as good or better than the Big 12 and they keep looking, do schools wait for a grant of rights to end or give up well before that? It it ends. Yeah. yeah. Listen, I think... With all due respect, that's just not the way this process will play out. Nobody's hanging out until next July 1st when their grant of rights is over. You're out of your freaking mind. I mean, that's just not practical business sense. You need people to understand where you are going. I think 
at the latest week one of the college football season. Seriously. But I think I think as soon as you open fall camp and as soon as kids are back on campus, if you don't know yet, you're you're behind the curve. Because I think the thing that's that will be telling is how many people leave what conference to go to what conference. Because if it's just Oregon and Washington going to the Big Ten, that sucks. You're a small conference now, but it's not going to be that. It's going to be Oregon and Washington, Stanford and Cal going to the Big Ten. Where are the other six teams going? Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah are going to the Big 12. I just think it makes too much sense. What happens to Oregon State? What happens to Washington State? Where's Gonzaga? Like all that stuff. It is what it is. Gonzaga. And again, again, I'm just telling you, Gonzaga's got a, a, a verbal Gonzaga. invite. San Diego State, I don't know what happens. I don't know what happens. Thank you, Joshua and James Munson, for giving us a $5 tip. Appreciate you if you're just tuning into the show today. Um, our program is always presented by The Advocates, theadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business. Every single day, I tell you, 24-7, 365, for free. Go to theadvocates.com or utahadvocates.com. Chat with an attorney online for free. Did you, your mom, your dad, your friend, your wife, your husband get hurt at work today? Yesterday, have you been... Have you been dealing with a back injury that happened at work for months and you know, you're fed up waiting and not getting answers? The Advocates at theadvocates.com because there's a right way and a wrong way. And with Workman's Comp, man, you are swimming in shark-infested waters and you need somebody to fight for you so you can get back to being right, so you can be the best father, the best brother, the best husband that you need to be. When you're in pain, you're not the same person. Go to the advocates. Let the advocates fight for you. You have nothing to lose because you don't pay the advocates unless and until they win your case. UtahAdvocates.com, theadvocates.com. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. The biggest story in sports today on this program here is that the Big Ten has made significant progress on its TV deal. We told you about this starting yesterday, um, that they had been in intensive meetings throughout the conference. The story, if you didn't hear it somehow is that the ink has not been put to paper in the Big Ten. The ink this, isn't dry yet. This deal's not done. And there were a lot of questions about what Kevin Warren promised to who, the former commissioner of the Big Ten, who's now the president of the Chicago Bears, allegedly gave a championship game to NBC Sports for 2026 in a game that should have or was agreed upon apparently or believed to be going to Fox, who now wants their $40 million back, which represents the value of that game. You know. Well, that started a landfall of controversy in the Big Ten because Michigan and our sources told us Michigan and Penn State were the loudest dissenters about the Peacock-NBC late window kickoff game, specifically in November, when weather is colder and injuries seem to be more prevalent when you're playing in East Lansing or you're playing in Happy Valley or you're playing in Ann Arbor or Columbus in cold weather at eight o'clock at night, a lot of those guys don't want to do that. And so there was some arm wrestling that had to go on in the Big Ten. But as we told you what happened yesterday, teams started coming around because this deal was never in jeopardy. This deal was never going away. It was announced today that Penn State and Michigan State will play on Black Friday at Ford Field, which is a significant concession for Penn State, who's going to go on the road to Detroit, Michigan, to take on Michigan State in a big-time game. That tells you 
that our reporting yesterday was absolutely accurate. Teams are starting to work together to make sure that this deal remains intact because there's simply too much money in a market. Well, there's not very much money floating around at all. You knew this deal was not going anywhere. So the Big Ten looks like they are moving to finality in their TV deal. But of course, the other deal is expansion in the Big Ten. Our sources continue to tell us that the Big Ten would like nothing more than to add four more West Coast teams, including Stanford, Cal, Oregon, and Washington. Now, we've also been told that there have been extensive conversations for months and months at this point about Stanford, Cal, Oregon, and Washington joining the Big Ten. And in fact, those options are on the table whenever those four schools are ready to jump to the Big Ten, which I don't think is that far off into the future, if we're being honest about it, because the, the Pac-12 continues to sputter with their media deal. In fact, sources today told us that the Pac-12 knows the end is near on this TV situation. They are well aware that George Klyovkov has been in the marketplace for over a year now, having conversations officially and unofficially, and he has yet to be able to table a deal that will keep the remaining 10 teams in the Pac-12 happy. And Jake, at this point, I mean, we're, we're, we're approaching Memorial Day I don't see a positive end here for the Pac-12. No, I just don't know. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know, like who the like who would the partner even be? Who 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 is going to come out of the woodwork and figure this thing out with the Pac-12? And that's why I say, you know, I I, I still maintain that ESPN's happy to happy to pay you ninety million dollars. They're happy to do that. Uh, they're 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 good with that. And I think you look at again Amazon not being included in the deal anymore they're not interested in that apple's not an option you know nbc is out because of this nfl deal that they put together so i don't know where the pac-12 goes i don't know how you like again i wish i wish that there were other options i wish that like hey maybe george goes back to the cw and and revisits that opportunity because again i believe that's a possibility i i I think that's still a conversation you can have where you can say okay yeah the first time we talked i asked you for a national deal and 400 million dollars and that just you know is never going to happen okay well we'll do a regional deal and x y and z and try to hammer something out so that's to me if i was george klavkov that's where i'd be going with it i would be trying to go back revisit some of these conversations that give me the best chance to put a deal together because again I'm just going to keep saying it like getting a deal done or getting a plan of action that keeps your conference together is better than extinction. And I know that 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 doesn't sound great. That's not the sexy thing to say, but I That's do right. think it's the reality of the situation. Yeah, and I don't I I I think the problem is the truth has not been told in the Pac-12 for several years. And I think the hard truth for Pac-12 supporters um, to come to grips with is you did not improve yourself when Larry Scott left the conference. Mm. And John Canzano had a good piece this week about the, the, the landmines, frankly, the, the old grenades that Larry Scott left behind, um, whether it was a $10 million out clause in their San Francisco lease, uh, whether it was this Comcast overpayment. The problem is George Klyovkov has continued that legacy. He has not ended that legacy. And the misspeaking about UCLA and the back of the envelope calculations and no fans wanted. And you remember George Klyovkov talking about UCLA going to the Big Ten saying he had talked to hundreds of UCLA fans and all of them. He had not heard one person say they were in favor of it, uh, which prompted UCLA supporters to 
you know, engage a research project to pull UCLA students and fans who were overwhelmingly in favor of UCLA's move. Don't to lie the Big to me. Ten. And you hear him talk about how back of the envelope calculations, and then you hear him talk about how we're going to get a media deal and it's going to be bigger than the Big 12. <laughs> and then you hear the, the talking heads, you know, in, in pretty much every Pac-12 city say, oh, it's going to be 40 or $50 million per school per year. And none of it's come to fruition. Yeah. And you hear presidents misspeaking and saying X, Y, and Z, and none of it's come to fruition. And last week you hear Kirk Schultz at Washington State talking about how the TV deal is close. And now it turns out, you know, by a lot of reports in Pullman that Kirk Schultz is on the hot seat and could be on his way out at Washington State after what some people believe was absolute overspending in a blank check given to the athletic department at Washington State to the point where department heads threatened to have a sit-in if a hiring and spending freeze at Washington State Athletics was not instituted. Um, I mean, it's just one thing after another. Yeah. And it's sad because Larry Scott was wholly incompetent, the former commissioner of the Pac-12. And George Klyovkov has not proven to be better than or even equal to Larry Scott as a commissioner. Yeah. I mean, it's really a tough situation in that conference. And yet you look at a guy like a Brett Yormark in the Big 12, like a Tony Petiti in the Big 10. Mm -hmm. Tony Petiti walked into a nuclear bomb when his TV deal was falling apart. What did he immediately do? Circled the wagons, got everybody together and said, we're not leaving until this thing is figured out. I'm for real. And lo and behold, what happened? It got done. I'm for real. Right, Yormark shows up and what did he do? Immediately circled the wagons and started building relationships yes. and putting putting conversations and open, you know, one of the things I've heard about Brett Yormark is the guy answers his cell phone when you call him. You call Brett Yormark and you say, hey, it's Tom Homo at BYU. He's going to answer the phone. Mm -hmm. It's Taylor Randall at Utah. He's going to answer the phone. He communicates really well. He talks really well. The other thing I've heard about Brett Yormark is he listens really well. And he carries a very high level of respect amongst his constituents in the Big 12. So they were able to get a TV deal that now absolutely looks like the, the, the absolute savior of that conference. Critical. Yeah, critical is the exact right word. Yeah. It looks critical to the Big 12. Yet you have this guy in the Pac-12 who just won't shut up. So what happened? The presidents in the Pac-12 said, you're not allowed to do media without our permission. No, I guess not. When's the last time you heard from George Klyovkov? Months. Um... And why is that? Because he, he was a terrible speaker. Terrible speaker. Has not done media. Has not done interviews. Yeah. To the point where just about every president, including Kirk Schultz, is doing interviews. <laughs> right? Like, I mean, Ray Anderson, President Crow at Arizona State. Who's not? Which I think is even more important. Oregon and Washington haven't said two words. Hmm. Oregon State has. Washington State has. Have you heard from Stanford or Cal? Oh. You haven't, have you? Have, have, you, heard, oh. have you heard from J.D. Wicker? Mm, you have. Mm. How'd that turn out? You know your role and shut your mouth! Anybody here from Tulane or SMU? or You haven't. The people who know don't talk. The people who don't know talk all the time. And I'm telling you, they get exposed. And yep. it's ugly. 
It is ugly, ugly times. It's embarrassing. Right now. Uh, Bryce Martin. Hello, Bryce. Good to see you, friend. One thing the Big 12 should consider is turning the Big 12 football championship into more of a spectacle like the Super Bowl. Halftime shows, fireworks, everything, because the games are always good. They are working on that. Yeah. And we had, we had told you, you know, that, you know, several weeks ago when we told you, hey, ESPN's working on mic'd up and on-field camera interviews, like everything in-game. Everything they're working on a, a major overhaul of game presentation at the, the Big 12 championship. There is no doubt about that. And I think that they are, I think they are intentionally being quiet at this point. I love the concept of, of the concept of, hey, if you, if you tell the public or if you tell your, your like Big 12 fans as an example, if you say to Big 12 fans, hey, you know, TCU and whoever's playing TCU in the Big 12 championship game. Hey, we're going to have a halftime show. What's going to be a party? You're going you're gonna to have all this stuff pregame. You're going to have all this great stuff. Even though it's not the SEC, even though it's not Roll Tide and, and the Bulldogs, it's still an amazing time. You're still going to fill up every seat in that stadium. You're still going to make a ton of ad revenue. You're still going to do everything you need to do because you said, hey, we're doing this big thing. You really think that that TCU fans not going to show out at Jerry World, let's say, as an example? But, but like, you know what the Big 12 has figured out? And I think this is, this is maybe the definition of the problem in the Pac-12. Yeah. The Big 12 has figured out they don't need to be the SEC. Yeah. They don't need to be the Big 10. They don't need to be in Las Vegas. They can do fine in Kansas City. Yeah. They can do fine in Mexico City. They can do fine in Monterey, I think Mexico. that was one of Brett Yormark's best moments so far as a commissioner, talking about how, hey, like, we understand what our friends out west are doing in Las Vegas, and we feel like we have a chance to own Kansas City. Love that out of him. I think it is. I think that the concept of being somebody else is killing the Pac-12 because all the Pac-12 has talked about, and if you listen to Pac-12 fans – and you listen to Pac-12 mouthpieces. All you hear about is our deal's going to be bigger than the Big 12s. Better than the Big 12s. We're better than the Big 12. Mm-hmm. We're bigger than the Big 12. Mm-hmm. You don't hear this is inaccurate. You don't hear the Big 12 mouthpieces saying our deal's bigger than the Pac-12. We're better. Like, they're talking about themselves. Hey, and I know that everybody's going to say, oh, Big 12 ain't on fat ass. Okay, cool. Say what you want to say. I don't really care. Because I don't have a dog in the fight. I'm a Notre Dame fan. We don't win anything, right? <laughs> Frankly. But if you, no, think no, about no. It, if you think about what the Big 12 talking heads are saying, they're never talking about being the Pac-12. They're talking about Mexico and Rucker Park and Jerry World. And by the way, anybody has anybody noticed that the Pac-12 has not announced Pac-12 football media day? Oh. We know it's going to be in Las Vegas. We don't know when or where, Right. But you're, you're standing in quicksand, and you don't even realize it. And it's one of these things where Brett Yormark came in and gave legitimacy of business, of revenue generation, of sales, of marketing, of branding. He brought all of that to the table in a conference that, frankly, had always talked about how much oil they had and how big their, their, their 50-gallon hats were. Mm-hmm. Because that was a lot of the knock on the Big 12, right? Like, we're rich oil men out here. Oil. J.R. Ewan in his oil. Right? Like, that's what this was. You were all hat, no cattle. All of a sudden, Brett Yormark showed up, and all y'all is cattle now. All y'all is cattle. And by the way, the Longhorns are gone.
Yeah, I don't even think they wear and, hats anymore. And you're still cattle, right? That's the difference in the Big 12. You, you went from cowboy boots and chaps and manure on your toes to suits, and I mean custom tailored suits and bankers. Because that's what you are in the Big 12 now. You're making money. You're making deals. You're bringing reach. You're bringing value. And the Pac-12, frankly, isn't doing any of that. Fucking A. They're trying to figure out how to th- survive. You're trying to figure out how to continue to thrive. And you just keep throwing more and more gas on the fire. And I think it's what Quint Randall said. You're just going to keep hearing about this stuff. Yeah. You're just going to keep hearing about this stuff. It's, yeah. it's crazy to me. Um, Blake says, please see me after class. Him and Salty are going back and forth. <laughs> Blake, what is wrong with you? What Salty. did Blake originally say? I don't know. Um, yeah, right there, probably. Nobody cares, Blake. What did Blake? What? Did, uh, okay, how did this? How did this happen? And how did I miss this? I have no idea how I missed any of this. I guess I probably shouldn't care, but it's fine. Mike Rochburn is here, which is, is hey, good. Mike Rochburn. How you doing, dude? Spangler, huh? My story about Big Twelve football game presentation innovations. What do you mean? Bro, what are we doing in the comments here, man? I don't know. Nick M says, winners talk about winning. Losers talk about the Pac-12. I mean, winners. <laughs> Losers talk. My bad. I misquoted you. Waves in opposition. <laughs> Losers talk about winners. Uh, Jimmy says, the only fans talking about the Pac-12 are Big 12 fans. I guess. I guess. Um, Salty, you've been here five minutes, Blake. Hey, Blake. Uh, George Klyovkov hasn't, hasn't come shopping at the Big 12 yet. I know, which is something else that I thought was really stupid. Like, why did he attack? I don't know. It's, he said so many stupid things. I don't, yeah. Right? Yeah, he, I, there's no doubt. Yeah, I mean, that's why he can't do media anymore. Jeremy Callahan, what's up, dude? J.R. Ewan and his owl. Oh, 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 oh. LMAO. You guys remember Bobby Ewing in the shower? It was all a dream. Um, if you don't remember, do you, have you ever seen an episode of Dallas? <laughs> no. <laughs> You're so young. Uh, huh? My, okay, I read that one already. Uh, Carlos Nuchels, Pac-12 Media is at Lake Mead. Uh, it could be. It could be, absolutely. Uh, feel free to insert your favorite Big 12 QB into my statement. Okay. Dick the Bruiser. <laughs> Well, welcome to the show, Gorm, dude. Do you know who Dick the Bruiser is? Hiscock. No. Why would I know who that is? Okay, all right. Uh, Google. Let's see. Google. Dick the Bruiser. Dick the Bruiser. For all you 15-year-olds, is one of the greatest professional wrestlers ever. 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 Uh, Connor Johnson. Yay, my decision to stay away from this show is accurate. Just a Groundhog Day ploy to get you all to come back. And yet, here you are. Always average to see you. Uh, Jim Choi, Big 12 got Indians. Pack got too many Chiefs. Well, you ain't kidding around with that. Jeremy says, uh, sprinkles are for winners. Damn right. No sprinkles for you, sir. <laughs> um, <laughs> sprinkles are for winners. Uh, Big 12 had to become competent at everything to survive in 2012. Pac-12 will be forced to be uh, competent or die if they want to be relevant in 2032. Well, there's a lot of credence in that, Matt, because isn't this exactly what the Big 12's been through multiple times? Yes. Multiple times. Multiple times. 
Uh, Michael Peck, I've heard the Big 12 fans in Talking Heads talk nonstop about how the Big 12 deal is bigger than what the Pack is going to get. Okay, so the Big 12 deal being bigger than what the Pack deal got. So does that count? Sure, okay. I think at this point, the Big 12 deal is almost guaranteed to be bigger than anything the Pac-12 can get. But you're right, what, that Nat, is talking about that. Let me tell you what, Nat. Uh, Derek Roche, Pac-12 media is at Circus Circus. Facts. Did I miss an announcement? Let's see. Did I miss an announcement? Pac-12 football. Pac-12 football! Media day. Let's see. The 2022-2023, that was last year, was at the Novu at LA Live. They haven't announced it yet. They have not announced dates and times for 2023 Pac-12 Football Media Day. We only know that it's going to be in Las Vegas. And if it's at Circus Circus, hey, that's great. No, it just says, plain and simply, July 21st, Pac-12 Media Days at a location to be determined in Las Vegas. That was February 28th is the last thing. Um, Hey, if it's at Circus Circus, that's awesome. That's, hey, I say... Man, that's really exciting. Wow. Let's go, man. Like, that would be be awesome. I I hope that's true. Because I... I, it, It is... It's funny, you go to you go to the Pac-12 press page, the first thing, 2019 Pac-12 Football Media Day. <laughs> Why, man? <laughs> Why? 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 That would be, I, you know what? Hey, man, I, I hope you're right. I hope that it's at a great day and time because we're looking forward to it. We're looking forward to it. We truly are. Uh, Jeremy Callahan, George went after the Big 12 for imaginary transgressions while not going after the Big 10 who just stole two of his schools. That was George in super douche mode. <laughs> because I don't, I don't think, I mean, what are you going to say about the Big 10? Who's going to blame Stanford and Cal for going to the Big 10? Nobody. Who's going to blame Oregon and Washington? Nobody. 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 Um, Patrick Boren says a fool has said in his heart the pack deal is bigger than the Big 12 media deal dude I don't know how how, how. I, yeah. I don't know Derek Roche says I'm joking but Circus Circus is appropriate exactly wow. yes and Cyclone Steve says please uh, get it right Circus Circus Hotel and Casino is Seriously. the home of Pac-12 football media day the conference of champions the conference of champions exactly right san diego state aztec monty a bit on circus circus comment the place is a dive i know what guys 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 oh it's circus circus guys did you know his name is boyan and not bojan boy did you guys know his name is dick the bruiser (laughs) you don't know who dick the bruiser is that's crazy to me nope nope nope. so good so good do you have like a favorite obscure athlete? Do you have like a guy? Because I would agree Dick the Bruiser is probably obscure for anybody who's under six years old. Anyway, my point is, um, do you have a favorite obscure athlete? Like who's your favorite obscure San Francisco Giant? Mm. 
obscure San Francisco giant. Is it Pat Burrell, maybe? Yeah, Pat Burrell was obscure. Uh, not like, really. I'm trying to think. Like My guy's Pat Verizer, the former Chicago Cub. Um, Who remembers good old number 25, Gary Woods? Like an obscure guy is that guy that's like, oh, yeah, I remember him. Not really. Right? Like if you think about it, it's like Glenn Ogilvy. Ogilvy. Or, you know. Okay, I'll shut up. Cause I'm I, trying to think of a name. Go find like, like the 2010 San Francisco Giants and find like a bullpen guy, Armando Benitez. <laughs> Uh, Salty Drunk says, I hope you don't forget the asado Armando for Teddy's ribeye money. I ain't giving him asado nothing, man. I owe Teddy a, a, a steak. I absolutely do. Uh, Jeremy Callahan, Pac-12 Conference of Champions. God bless Bill Walton forever. Amen. Is it okay if I'm not a Bill Walton fan? No. We've argued about Bill Walton on this show many times. Many, many times. Jeremy Callahan, like Ron Say, former Chicago Cub, Ron Say. Guillermo Mota. Oh, Guillermo Mota. What a cock. <laughs> Guillermo Mota. Holy cow. Eli Whiteside. Eli Whiteside was all right. He was a good old catch. Good old number 22, I think. Mm-hmm. Right? Something like that. I remember that. Uh, Expedition Greg, what team do you think will leave the Pac-12 first if there's no official TV deal? I think it'll be a group of teams. I don't think it'll be a team, you know. Uh, Jeremy Callahan, yes, it's very okay to not like Bill Walton. <laughs> yeah, dude, the guy, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know. See, Kaufman says, and it's not a tube steak, Jake. All Jake's think about, all Jake thinks about is tube steak. Bro, come on. His That's cock. it. Am His I cock. wrong? Am I why, wrong? Why would you say something like all I think about is tube steak? Because am I wrong? Yeah, you're wrong. I'm, I, don't, I, I am? I don't wake up being like, man, I can't wait to have some tube steak today. Come on, bro. Like, what are you talking about? Do you wake up and dream about cooking a steak on a Traeger Here smoker that you got from Barbecue Pit Stop? BBQPitStop.com. You can shop online no matter where you are in the great country of the United States of Bill Walton. Um, anywhere you are in the country, bbqpitstop.com. If you're in the great state of Utah, Logan, Leighton, Lehigh, the Jeezy, Payson, St. George, Murray, Murray, State Street across from the mall, which is where we go to a lot. We go to Lehigh a lot. Uh, the Payson store is in one of the great butcher shops in America. I'm, I'm America. telling you guys. America. When you look at Barbecue Pit Stop, the thing you love about those guys, and why I tell you no matter where you are in this country, if you're a barbecue fan, when you hear Barbecue Pit Stop, the best barbecue equipment in the country. right? When you need the best seasoning, flavors, sauces, spices, rubs, BBQPitStop.com. Traeger, Big Green Egg, Yoder, Camp Chef, BarbecuePitStop.com. When you need advice, when you don't need to buy anything, say, hey, how long do I need to let that brisket rest? Hey, do I need to let my ribeye that Monty gave me rest? Ask them online. Chat with them online. They have a great chat feature. Hey, how long do I cook my wings? What does low and slow mean? Hey, can I use cherry pellets to cook a ribeye steak that I won from Monty? Of course. Of course you can. Of course you can. Of course. You can find that out at Barbecue Pit Stop, the best barbecue equipment company in the business. Hook it up. Tell me you heard about it on the Monty Show, bbqpitstop.com. 
I'm ready for a wing day on the on the Traeger. Yeah. By the way. Uh, Bryce Martin says, Arian Foster and Matt Schaub when they were on the Texans. Good Lord. Matt Schaub. Aaron Rowan. Aaron Rowan, the left fielder. Good old number 33. Nate Shearholtz. Oh, Nate Shearholtz was a good right fielder. Yeah, dude. Good right fielder, dude. Him yeah. and John Heyman went after it. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, mm, obscure. Yeah. No, Cougar Track says Mark Eaton was better than Bill Walton. Here we go. Why bring up Mark Eaton, dude? The late, Please. great Mark Eaton. Please. Please. Artist Gilmore. <coughs> Come on. Get just one. Every, all 500 of you right now. One obscure athlete. One obscure athlete. Like, for instance. Kurt Meyer says Boston. Dennis Johnson, the late, great Dennis Johnson. Johnson. The late, great Dennis Johnson. Uh, Steven Smith, who's rich, gives us 20 more dollars. The teams I haven't heard talk about in the media uh, in the Pac-12 are Oregon State, Washington, Oregon, Cal, and Stanford. Teams that have all talked, Arizona, Arizona State, Calorita, Jutta, Washington State. Tell me who knows and not knows what's going on. Yeah, dude. Well... I know the problem is I think a guy like Taylor Randall, the president at Utah, knows what's going on because he didn't really say anything. But a guy like Kirk Schultz at Washington State, I don't believe he has any idea what's going on. Yeah, I think he'd like to. He doesn't. Oh my God, Billy Ray Bates. That's amazing. Avery Johnson, yes. Boom, boom, Mancini. Let's go. Junior Bridgman, never heard of him. Dean Palmer. Pete Maravich, Cougar Tracks, That's Pete Maravich obscure. is not obscure. He's a mm. Bob Hamlin, Aaron Rodgers, very obscure. <laughs> Alan Trammell, yes. That's what I'm talking about. Joe Ingles, way obscure. Maury Alvarez, our favorite, favorite Floridian. The J-I-M-M-E-R. <laughs> Johnny Walkenfuss, yes. Chard Cake, Cody Hoffman. Where did he end up? Remember, he was like going to revolutionize that. No, uh, nope, not doing it. It's going to piss a bunch of BYU fans off. Eric Ibar. Hello. Kevin Duckworth. Yes. Yes. Tom Chambers. Pa Ooh, Ruben Sierra. Oh, my God. I loved Ruben Sierra. Whew. Um, do you think there could be another home for Utah other than the Big 12? I do not. I do not. Cookie Rojas. Craig Hodges, yes. Miles Austin, T.O.'s replacement in Dallas, yes. That's one good-looking dude, too, by the way. Napoleon Dynamite, you know. hell of an athlete. Hell of an athlete. Detlef Shrimp, okay. How about Kevin Willis? Who? Is Kevin Willis obscure? Hell out of here with that. Keith Moreland. Who? Do you know who Keith Moreland is? No. <gasps> Larry Boa? Yes. I don't know that Larry Boa is obscure, though. Larry Boa is a baseball player as obscure as... Okay, that's true. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's true. What about, like, uh, Moises Alou? Moises Alou is not obscure. He's not a Hall of Famer. But he peed on his hands to get rid of his calluses. It's gnar. It's true, though. It's true. Carlton Fisk is a Hall of Famer. Is that obscure? I don't know. Kenny Skywalker. Yes, sir. Where did that one go? Hello? Lamont Tucker. Kenny Skywalker. Yes, sir. Esteban Luiza. Yeah. <laughs> He's in prison now. 
Yeah. Isn't Esteban Loiza in prison for cocaine running? Cocaine. Will he make it? Okay. I don't think he will make it. Uh, Yvonne De Jesus, my guy. Jameer Nelson, I agree. Derek Harper, no, Dude. Derek Harper is not obscure. Jerome Kersey, yes. Michael Barrett. Michael Barrett's obscure. He was angry. Greg Ostertag puddles, yes. Scott Podsednik. Yes. What a dick. Yes. Joe Klecko, yes. Spud Webb, mm. slam dunk champion. No. Kenny Skywalker, though. Ooh, Martel Webster, yes. Jim Rice was Junior Bridgman's cousin. Mark Loretta. Mark Loretta is kind of obscure. Mike Tomzak. Don Makowski. Don, I love all these names, these last names. Names like Makowski. Eric Hipple. Dude. Do you, know, do you know who Eric Hipple is? No. Eric Kramer. No. You don't know who Eric Kramer is. Nate Robinson, eh. Oh, yes, the JYD. Hell yeah, the junkyard dog. Hell yes. Jeff Samarja. I don't know that he's obscure enough. And Donuts says, the unofficial Monty show dude, The Fridge. Why? Just because we're shaped the same doesn't mean he's, you know, Happy Hairston. Steve DeBerg, yes. Do you remember Steve DeBerg? No. Name an NFL franchise that he may have played for. The Ravens. No. Not close. Not close. Trace Armstrong's not obscure, is he? Is Trace Armstrong obscure? Nah. I don't think so. I don't think he's obscure. No, I don't think so. I don't think he's obscure. I, I could be Ryan wrong. Ryan Vogel's song is obscure. Ryan, yeah, Gary Gaetti is all, isn't Gary Gaetti? It's Gary Gaetti. And Greg Kanye, thank you. Yes. Ricky Morton, yes. Yeah, see, that's what I'm talking, like, just Google search the 1982 Chicago White Sox. How about Julio Cruz? How about Rudy Law? How about motherfucking Vance Law? Vance Law, that's an obscure sports name. That's an obscure sports name. Juan Augusto. Augusto. Okay, you whatever sure. his name is. Rich Barnes. Never heard of him. Uh, Rich Dotson. Rich Dotson, yes. Kevin Hickey. Yes. Lamar Hoyt. Lamar Hoyt! Oh, my God, yes. Jim Kern. Yes, Babe Loffenberg. Now you're cooking with gas. Manny Trio. Yes, Carlton Manny Trio. Fisk. I'm kidding. That was a joke. That was a joke. Uh, Manti Tao? Who's Manti Tao? Oh, you mean Tao. <laughs> More obscure. His dead girlfriend or Manti Tao? <laughs> Davy Concepcion, isn't he a Hall of Famer? It, itchy. Stop. <laughs> Brady Quinn, met him at the Super Bowl. Chuck Knobloch, yes. Yeah, dude. Could not throw a baseball yeah. to first base. Richie Zisk. See, this is what I'm talking about, you guys. Richie Zisk. Harvey Grant, Jimmy, yes. Hersey Hawkins. Lucius Allen, hell yeah. Let's go. I'm telling you, you guys. The great sports names. When I say great sports names of your childhood... Kerry Wood, Mark Pryor. Mark Pryor! Yes! Sammy Sosa, but not obscure well, at all. Then he bleached himself, and now he looks like a weird bro. Strange. <sighs> Man. Manny Ramirez. Jeff <laughs> Lawrence Funderburg, where'd it go? Lawrence Funderburg, hell yes. Hell yes. Um, let's see. We have a couple more. Let's see. Uh, Joshua and James. 
UWOU, so Washington, Oregon, Stanford, and Cal are worth more in the Big Ten than in the Pack, so the networks had no incentive to give the Pack a deal. I don't even disagree with that. Yeah. I don't even disagree with that. I, I truly... Thanks for, thanks for keeping it on the rails. I, I truly do. Yeah, we were probably getting too far into Richie's disc. <laughs> what the fuck are you saying? I said, you guys, I said Richie's disc. <laughs> Jay Buner. Oh, my God. Jay Buner. Remember oh, him? Jay Buner. Jay Buner or Ozzy Canseco? <laughs> Ozzy Canseco. Do you remember? You remember Jose? Yeah. Ozzy Canseco was his brother. Okay. Jeremy or Jason Giambi? You got to go Jason, dude. Oh, you have to go Jason. Yeah, dude. Come on. Are you kidding me right now? There's so many good ones, you guys. There's so many good. Mark Burley. Ro yeah. Mark Burley. Yeah. Uh, Matt Merle says Mike Hunt. Okay, oh, man. Dude. He had, he, Mike Hunt had bro. bad BO. Yes, Jeremy Callahan, you stud. Kenny Battle. <laughs> Ah, Kenny Battle, John Olerud with the helmet all the time. John Olerud. <laughs> See, you don't get excited about this stuff. I do. No, Meta World Peace is not obscure. <laughs> His name is Ron Artest, damn it. <laughs> Come on. Willie Wilson, cocaine. Cocaine. Yeah. Oh, my God. Ken Caminiti, dead. Uh, Mark McLemore, I think, isn't Mark McLemore also dead? I think he is. Are we, are we doing only dead superstars now that nobody cares about? Dead superstars that your mom would hit. Um, <laughs> Bro, what? Mike Bossy. Where did that go? God, you guys are putting so many in here. Mike Bossy, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Rusty Koontz. Um, oh, my, the catcher. Um, oh my God. AJ Brzezinski. Ron Karkavice. Yes! <laughs> Ron Karkavice! Who remembers Ron Karkavice? Who remembers Ron Kittle? This guy. <laughs> Telling you. He's out here losing his mind over Karkavice. Who, who, rem <laughs> who remembers Pat Tabler? Tabler? Who remembers Mel Hall? Tabler? <laughs> oh, no. Shit. Not doing it. Paul LaDuca, that gambling fool. Paul LaDuca, damn. Oh my, Don Dankinger. The, Is Nomar obscure? Nomar Garcia. Yeah. Nomar! Yeah, I don't think he's obscure. Do you understand that reference? Nomar! No. He never had a last name. Yeah, it was just Nomar. Yeah. Nomar! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There were so many guys on that Mets team. Look at the, look at the 2001 New York Mets. Oh, my God, you guys. Let's play Tooth Dennis Oil Can Boyd. Yes. Yes. Uh, Alan says uh, Doc Gooden's cocaine dealer, not obscure. Very rich man. Armando Benitez. Yes. Bruce Chen. Bruce Chen. Dennis Cook. Mark Corey. John Franco. John Franco. Yes. Dickie Gonzalez. Uh, don't know. Brett Hinchcliffe. Yes. Kent to Colby. Who said Kent to Colby? Somebody said, keep going. Uh, Sam J said Kent to Colby. Uh, Ricky, or I'm sorry, Rick Reed, Jared Riggin. Uh, let's see. You don't know any of these players. See. You really don't. Edgardo Alfonso. Yes. 
Tommy uh, Morrison of HIV Ray fame. Ray Ordonez. Ray Ordonez. Yes. Yeah, dude. Who are the catchers on that team? Paul Loduca. But Mike Piazza was on that team. Yeah, it doesn't do it by position, unfortunately. Mike Piazza was on that team. There were so uh, many good guys. Ray Knight, Mookie, Will- Mookie Wilson. Mookie Wilson. Oh, my God. Jason Phillips, Mike Piazza, Todd Pratt, and Vance Wilson were the catchers on that team. Dave Twardzik, yes. Tree Rollins, yes. It's stop. Cougar tracks. Dennis Rodman is not obscure, you guys. Ricardo Rincon, yes. Tony Pena, yes. Timo Perez. Timo Perez. Amos Otis, yes. See, you guys are catching on. You guys are catching Turk Ray, Wendell. Ray Fossey, yes. Turk Wendell, yes. Turk Wendell and I murdered a small bird at Wrigley Field. <laughs> Swear to God. Turk Wendell was a pitcher for the Cubs. Oh. And a bird died. And he wrapped it up in paper towels and we hit it in the Cub dugout. What? I am not kidding. <laughs> I am not kidding. You know. I, Rod Beck, dead. Hell of a pitcher. Johnny Bench is a Hall of Famer. That's not obscure, bro. Oh, Rennie Stinnett, Mike McFarlane, Pete O'Brien, Garrow Upremian. God, I could just keep Kurt Bavakwa. Kurt Bavakwa. You remember Tommy Lasorda <laughs> going off on Kurt Bavakwa? I'll send a limousine. Kurt Bavakwa. Send a limousine to get the cocksucker. <laughs> so good. Dave Kingman? Yes. Yes. Oh, my. Oh, my God. Oh my, uh, not O to B McDowell. Oh my God, the Cub. <laughs> the right-handed power hitter for the Cubs who hit the house across the street. Okay, Googling like 19... right-handed power hitter. 2,000-something. Chicago Cubs hit house. Oh my God. 2,000s. Dude, um, I can't think of his name. Anthony Peeler's a good one. Oh, my God. What was his name? Greatest power hitters for the Cubs. Obviously, Billy Williams, Ryan Sandberg. Oh, my God. Hack Wilson. No, no, no. He was modern era. He was bald. Oh, Oh my. Not Andre. Glenn Allen Hill. Glenn Allen Hill. That's That's who you're looking for? Olden Polities. Yes, it was. Brett Saberhagen. We knew Brett Saberhagen. We played, I played baseball with Brett Saberhagen in a men's league, and then he married one of our clients in Phoenix. Okay. Oh, my God, William. Razor shines. Oh, my. Dude, my life is made. You, we are way off the rails, but my life is made. I'm telling you. And I'm it's, so bricked up and, right now. And I warned, did I not warn you that if we took Buckshot from Bucked Up, we'd be pulling Razor Shines? I warned you about Razor Shines and Bucked Up. Did I not? You did. I actually did not. Uh, but, no, no, we're not, but I'm telling you guys, Bucked Up, the Buck Shots from Bucked Up, the Buck Bars from Bucked Up, all the links are in the description below. Get the free samples. These Buck Shots, you guys, I'm telling you, they're little shots of energy. Great. Hello. Wrote um, other, other um, way. It's the other way. Hi. I can't. Uh, it's backwards. Filling um, in for somebody. I am filling in for somebody. Buckshot, 100 grams of caffeine, but it's full of good stuff that gives you clean, day-long, long-lasting energy. I'm telling you, it gets you through your days. It gets you through that post-lunch lull. Sit down at your desk after lunch, drink a Buckshot. You'll be good to go the rest of the day. The thing that I love about Bucked Up is they just make products that work. They just make products that work. 
And it's why John Wetland used to, to drink Buckshot. Because John Wetland knew the same thing that Darren Erstad knew, the same thing that Manny Moda knew, and the same thing that Pooh Richardson knew. That buckshot from bucked up is clean energy that'll get you through the day. And by the way, the bucked up bars, you guys, they call them buck bars, and they're flipping unbelievable. They're brand new, and they want to give you a sampler pack. The link is in the description below. Get in there, check it out, you guys, because I promise you, you know, if you're a bar guy, you know what I'm talking about. When you find a bar that works for you, forget it. It's over. Now, Jake is not a bar guy. Jake, did you like the Buck Bar? I did. I actually really enjoyed it. And, and I am not a bar guy at all. He isn't. And I'm a, I, used to, I used to eat a one bar every single day. And now the Buck Bar is the way to go. They are phenomenal. They are packed with really good ingredients. And a lot of people act about, uh, asked about the glycemic you know, impact and... What kind of sugars are in there? You guys, one thing, right side of the graphic, dates. They use things like dates as a natural sweetener. So you're not getting a pound of confection sugar inside of your buck bar because they use ingredients that, in my opinion, are really high quality because we don't have time to, you know, today I, I prep salads for lunch this week. I forgot my salad today, but I had a buck bar and I feel great. You know, like you, you have to prepare or you're going to fail. And when you go to buckedup.com, use the promo code Monty. But you guys, take, don't take my word for it. Go get the free samples. The buck shots are absolutely amazing. They'll send you six for free right to your door. They'll send you a sampler pack of the buck bar right to your front door. Get them now in the description below or get to buckedup.com and use the promo code Monty uh, to get 20% off your purchase at checkout. By the way, one other thing that a lot of people ask me about. Bro, oh, dude, bro. I was trying to sit up in my chair. Uh, the Pixie Pump. Yes, the Pixie Pump is still a thing, and they are phenomenal. Yeah. Absolutely phenomenal. Buckedup.com. David Eckstein. Oh, David Eckstein. Garrett Anderson. Yeah. Are we playing the, the obscure Anaheim Angel game? Yeah. Mo Vaughn. Yep. Remember Mo Vaughn falling down the stairs? Yeah, yep. I remember that. Yep. I'm telling you, you guys. K-Rod, yes. Francisco Rodriguez. Mitch Williams, yes. Gorilla Monsoon, dead. Yes, Bernie Kozar, drunk. Jake the Snake Roberts, yes. My God, you guys. Dude, I, I'm Bump Wills. You guys remember Bump Wills on the Cubs? Yes. Rick Ankeel. Not obscure. Rick Ankeel should have been a Hall of Famer. Oh. He would, but he just got the yips pitching, and then he came back. Him and I actually had great long conversations. He was on the Cardinals in 2006. And I covered the Cardinals in spring training. And Rick Ankeel is genuinely one of the nicest guys you'll ever be around. Phenomenal dude. Phenomenal dude. And was really a good outfielder and a hitter. And I, I think he's one of the great stories. Frank Burkowski. Oh, my God. Frank, a fat lever, Michael Jordan's best friend. Yes, yeah, Stubby Clap. Dude, you guys are amazing. Stubby, he said. Mark Fidridge, yes. Dale Murphy. Eh, Dale Murphy's a Hall of Famer, though. One of the greatest athletes in Utah history. Drink the Clown. I don't know who that is. Uh, Pat Summerall, not obscure. Not obscure. Yeah, uh, Jimmy Superfly Snooker, the wife murderer. Yes. Salty Drunk, Jake Montemayor, obscure. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I mean, you know, it just is. Oh, Marcus Liberty. Oh, my God. Marcus Liberty. Jesse Barfield. Yes. Yes. 
So many good ones. Like so, so many good ones. I think Razor Shines might be the best one. Might be the best one. Yeah. Joe Carter. You remember Joe Carter and mm-hmm. what he's famous for? No. You t- God. Joe Carter hit a walk-off World Series winning home run for... Uh, dude, I, I ain't no trivia master. The Toronto Blue Jays. Oh, my God, the Blue Jays. How did I not remember that? <laughs> <laughs> what did I ever do to you? <laughs> I should have beaten you as a child. Dude, how am I supposed to remember Joe Carter in the Toronto Blue Jays? This was back when it was straight up, you know, AstroTurf that was actually carpet on. on top of concrete. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. Be better than that. This was a fun little game, you guys. I appreciate you guys taking part in it. And um, Razor Shines is... Look at all, look at Dude, all the, the comments. comments, though. Look at all the comments, the comments coming in with though. names. <laughs> it, like, it's unbelievable. Claudel Washington, Tom Hankey, Jim Hacksaw Duggan, Bud Harrelson. What about Arn Anderson? What about Arn Anderson? Are you kidding me? What about Teddy Wayman? That's an obscure superstar, right? Yeah. Hi, Teddy. When are we doing the steak exchange, Teddy? Uh, Mike Smith that, says the Minnesota some... Wrecking Crew. Uh, okay. Morris Almond. Oh, my. See, he shows up and delivers. Here we go. Morris Almond. Unbelievable. Who the hell is Lou Fonseca? Lou Fonseca. Lou Fonseca. Fonseca. Lou, I don't know who that is. I do not know who that is. All right, coming up in four minutes. Um, do we talk too much Lakers? I got a lot of heat yesterday for talking too much Lakers. The dynasty is not over. What about Joe? Is Joe Dumars an obscure name? Bill Lane Beer. No, that's not an obscure name. Mark Price? Uh, yeah, that's obscure. Yeah. Yep. Yep. No, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. No, no, no. You're not pulling me into your stupid little game. Stupid ass questions. Brett Myers. Brad. <laughs> <laughs> what about this one? Carrie Kittles. I've never heard of Carrie Kittles. What? How have you not heard of Carrie Kittles? Hey, look at me. <laughs> Brad Sellers. No. <laughs> what kind of name is Carrie Kittles? Dave Corzine. <laughs> yes, I've heard of Dave Corzine. You're such a dick. Carrie. Let me get this right. Kittles. You know who Dave Corzine is, but you don't know who Carrie Kittles is. <laughs> who the hell is Carrie Kittles, you bro? What do you but mean? He was a Clipper back when the uniform sucked. No, he was a New Jersey net when they played in New Jersey, not Brooklyn. Okay, sorry. My bad. Keith Van Horn. My bad. Yes, I know that name. Mark Boards. <laughs> no. Hell no. Let's come up with obscure Chicago Bears offensive linemen. Let me guess all their names end in Kowski. <laughs> You're a cock. Emery Moorhead. <laughs> Willie Galt. <laughs> I can play this game oh. all day. You want to play with me, cow turd? I can play this game all day. Dennis McKinnon, anybody? Cow turd. I said Dennis McKinnon. 
Dude. Oh my God. Bro. Michael Peck says Eaton Beaver. That guy, holy cow. Dude. Wow. The microwave, Vinny Johnson, yes. Len Bias, dead. Steve McMichael, well, that's a sad. Rocco Baldelli, manager. Nice ball. Man, Ken Stabler, dead. Joe Jacoby, I could play this game all day. Ed and Charles Bannon, dead. Well, no, they're not dead. They just killed college football. Oh, Craven Moorhead. Okay. Q Janus. Dick the Bruiser says 85 Chicago Bears, go. <laughs> L.A. Mike Richardson, cocaine. Let's see how many names I can mess up. Dave Dewerson, Gary Fensick. Oh, dude. I, I mean, don't, don't eat Matt Suey. Matt Suey. Hideki. Matt Suey. Anybody? Anybody. Anybody. Don't you play with me. Kurt <clears throat> Becker, don't you play with me. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Uh, Dave Dewerson, obviously. Yes. Uh, Gary Fen Fensick. Yeah. Oh, uh, 23, Sean Gale. Sean Gale, yes. Mother... I will. Uh, Mike Hartenstein? Yes. Wilbur Marshall? Yes. Uh, Mike Singletary? Stephen Humphreys? Yes. Stefan Humphreys? You <laughs> You're such an <laughs> asshole. Oh, they won the Super Bowl! Emery Morehead? Emery... Oh. <laughs> I will snap. Um... Emery Moorhead. <laughs> so, Emery, we need to talk about that last name. How Sorry, about, did how you about, say I need Moorhead? How about Emery Lesshead? You're married now. Uh, Matt Suhi? <laughs> God. Uh, Don't. Uh, let's see. Uh, Otis Wilson? Otis Wilson? <laughs> how about that? How about, how about the... the Go up a little bit. Where is it? Uh, right there above Keith Van Horn. Uh, what you got there? Mike Tomczak. Yeah, yeah, jerk. Everson Walls, yes. Who names their kid Cliff Thrift? <laughs> Who names their kid Emery like, Moorhead? It's not Moorhead, it's Moorhead. Well, right, Moorhead. Yeah. You know. Anyway. Sofa King. Yeah. You know. Moorhead. Janus. Sofa King. Moorhead. Yeah. Shut up. You're killing me. Uh, what did you say? Kyrolo Fasnako. Scock. <laughs> Stop. Bryce Martin, you're married now. Never been a truer statement. <laughs> Emery Leshead, you're married. No, I'm kidding. My wife is going to punch me in the face. Um, large Marge, Minnesota from the east. Nate Davis says, wow. Old pole, bro. Minnesota from the east. I heard that about you with the old pole. <laughs> uh, all right. The Monty Show, as always, uh, hooking you guys up with discounts. You know, uh, it's Memorial Day weekend, you guys. You got to get your pizza, and you got to get it from our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Hi, I'm Kylie, and I make fresh, delicious Papa Murphy's Pizza. Uh... Hi, I'm Zach, and I make the Papa Murphy's pizza. Sure, that's take and bake. We built it with the freshest ingredients. You bake it fresh in your oven. By you, you mean me, so technically, I make the pizza. Super good pizza, Kylie. Oh, Kylie, so good. Right now, enjoy big time taco flavors on a pizza with the limited time taco grande. Papa Murphy's, change the way you pizza. 
change the way you pizza by downloading the Papa Murphy's app. You guys, it's super easy. You can order right in your app. Order at 6 a.m. for a 4 o'clock pickup. Order at 7 a.m. for a 5.30 pickup. It'll be ready to go on the to-go rack. You walk in, you grab it, you're done. It'll be your pizza, your marinara meatball, and, of course, your take and bake chocolate chip cookie. Man, I'm telling you right now, hook it up. Papa Murphy's Pizza. Make sure you use the promo code MONTY25. Don't make me talk about pizza and barbecue sauce today, Jake. You know that that always, you know bothers people steven smith who apparently has no other better way to spend his money than on the monty show says interested in the john morant story yeah we can talk about john yeah did you guys hear this story today uh john morant what do you do with john morant (laughs) i I, honestly i don't know what to do here john morant today Started cryptically posting on social media, saying goodbye, saying I love you. To the point where people actually got worried. So the police department went to his house and did a wellness check. Hey guys. Where they believed that John Morant was not a threat to himself or anybody else. And one of his associates said, well, he's just taking a break from social media. I I think this is crazy. And I think, I don't care how you slice this. I I really don't. I think John Morant is in real trouble. Mm -hmm. And I think John Morant is struggling. Yeah. And this is that classic case of where's the help when he needs it? Because everybody's happy when John Morant is dunking on people. And everybody's happy when John Morant's getting a max contract and... Um, you know, when John Morant is in the club spending money, but then the guns come out and he gets suspended and nobody wants to go talk to John Morant. Right. And then a gun comes out in a car after they got knocked out of the playoffs and nobody wants to go and help John Morant. So now you hear that he's putting cryptic messages like love you, mom, with a blue heart emoji and love you, hot pops, with a blue heart emoji and you the greatest baby girl love you and then he followed those up with a post that simply read bye and nobody should be worried about ja morant no, nobody like we should just think that this is ja taking a break from social media right so is this ja being in trouble emotionally or is he thinking about committing suicide like or is this what you know all the haters on twitter today were like oh he's looking for attention i would hate to think that's true Mm-hmm. But even if this is just Ja Morant wanting attention, you don't think that's a problem or that he's in trouble? Because I do. Mm-hmm. If Ja Morant's trying to make people think he's going to hurt himself for attention, Ja Morant's in a bad spot. And I don't understand this. Where Where is this guy's support system? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, it doesn't seem like he has one. I mean, I, again, I think you know you got to remember his path, you know, Goes to a private school, family has money, you know, dad was right there the whole time or whatever. And then, you know, he gets his MBA money and that kind of changed how his circle worked, you know, because they had they had it kind of set. So to me, I look at this jaw thing and, and I kind of feel like it's dangerous to speculate on what his motives were for this. I mean, I, I honestly don't know. I mean, I do agree that the wellness check was warranted because that did have that suicidal type feel to it I, and i don't think there's any way around that but no at way the, around at it. the same time you know the idea that they apparently 
allegedly walk in and check on him and everything's status quo and it's all good and he's just taking a break like he should have took a break after the first gun incident like he shouldn't even be on social media but here we are so yeah where's his team um how's he going to move forward successfully uh furthermore if you're the memphis grizzlies as an organization what do you do with this guy because he's a hell of a basketball player that's not in dispute but he's now this guy who's a problem for you off the floor and seemingly is going to miss a lot of time. I think John Morant's in real trouble. And if I am his family, I, 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 even if you view it through the, the lens of, hey, you're our meal ticket, you can't be killing yourself. What do we need to do here? This guy is, I mean, even in a selfish level, because apparently that's what this is going to take. This guy's worth hundreds of millions of dollars that you're never going to see if you don't help him. And it's sad that that's the conversation we're having because this guy has done so many stupid things now and nobody is stopping him from doing that. So it can only make me think that all you care about is his money. Yeah. At least get involved so you don't lose his money. Like somebody step up to the plate for John Moran. Where's his agent? Where's his business advisor? Where's his financial advisor? Where is his teammate? Where is his general manager? Where's his head coach? Where's his mom, his dad, his girlfriend? Where's anybody? His high school coach, his college coach. Where is somebody stepping to John Morant and saying, I don't believe you're okay? Where are they? Because at the very least, this guy's got a problem with guns. Where's his dad saying, hey, I need you to give me all your guns? So let me get this right. This guy has a history of pulling guns on people, and now he's talking about suicide. You don't think you might want to take those guns from him? It's... You guys, come on. Yeah. This is crazy now. Uh, Salty Drunk says, I'm surprised you're, you're falling for this guy, Monty. It's not falling for him. But in our society anymore, you cannot. You cannot go. And, and Salty Drunk, I totally disagree. In my experience, people who make comments like that are not a threat. I completely disagree. Because we've seen too many times that they are. Yeah. But a guy like John Morant needs help. C. Coppin says, put him in a padded room. I don't know about that. Uh, Louis Capazzo says, Ja's going to get rolled out of the league because he's using his Second Amendment rights. Well, I don't think that's what this is at all. Let's not complicate this, okay? This is a kid who's made, (coughs) excuse me, a bunch of money uh, playing basketball, and he's had a pretty successful career to this point. And I think Ja Morant uh, got off on the wrong track somewhere. Somewhere since he came into the league and really somewhere since he left murray state he got off on 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 the wrong on the foot wrong track got drafted number two overall i believe it was um you know was a star loved the kid loved his story loved what he was about and then you got paid and that changed you as it typically changes a lot of people and the problem is he doesn't have the structure of the support so that you know to prevent him from dancing on top of his land rover with guns like you, you have to help these kids but man. salty the thing i don't understand he says there's people in the world far more deserving of our attention than him why we should just write this off as not an outcry or a cry for help maybe john morant doesn't know how to help himself i i don't know i'm not into this for i don't want to overcomplicate this dude we don't need to turn this into whether the guy's looking for attention or not. The real question is, if you're going to run that point out there, if he dies tomorrow, are you, you're good with that. You're cool. Yeah, that's a problem, dude. Like, that's my, but like, and I'm not trying to be a hard-ass salty, but I'm, I'm just saying, like, if, if that's your stance, like, 
you like that's a question you got to be good to go on answering yeah because i'm not okay if dude dies tomorrow um should the lakers move on from anthony davis so we got a lot of heat yesterday because we talked about the lakers i don't know why people i understand that we're all fans of different teams i'm fans of a player by the way like i'm on the player level i'm not really on a team level but i think this situation with the lakers is fascinating I, I, honestly and truly, I think it is one of the fascinating stories in the NBA. Mm-hmm. What are the Lakers going to do this offseason? Because it's not many times you see a guy like LeBron James <clears throat> walking away if he truly ends up retiring. Yeah, And I don't think he will. But I think you have to trade Anthony Davis while you can. Right. Because I think he played exceptionally well in the playoffs. He stayed healthy. I actually think he was not the problem in the Denver series. Right, I thought he was actually pretty dang good defensively in the Denver series mm-hmm. and offensively. Like I think that Anthony Davis has trade value, and if I were the Lakers, Jake, I'd trade him right now. Yeah, absolutely, and I think that I, I, I think that the Lakers have a lot of decisions to make. But I think this conversation around you know people being tired of talking about the Lakers. Well, I understand. Like when the Lakers got swept, all we saw in our members only chat was hey, the Lakers suck and suck and this is amazing and, you know, Danny Ainge screwed them and what a great day it is that the Lakers lost. Yeah. And, and, and I get it. I get it if you want to hate on the Lakers. I don't mind it. It's cool, man. But at the same time, I feel like what nobody wants to stand here and admit is that the Lakers are always going to be relevant even when they're bad because they're the Lakers and they're in Los Angeles and they're an integral part of the league's success. And... And so, yeah, we are going to talk about the Lakers a good bit. Why are we not talking about the Utah Jazz as much lately? It's not rocket science, right? What's going on? I don't have a TV deal announced. The draft isn't here yet, right? You didn't do anything crazy in the draft lottery, right? You didn't get it. You didn't get lucky. You didn't land the number one overall pick or whatever. Like you're picking number nine. Okay, great. That's kind of where we thought you'd be. So, what are we supposed to do here? Do you should we go through another mock draft of who the Jazz are looking at? Well, I, it's Taylor Hendricks, Anthony Black. Like, you know, Grady Dick was in that mix for a minute, but not so much now. Like, there are names. There are names. But I don't feel like retreading who they might draft is a productive conversation when but, we're talking about a GOAT potentially but retiring. But I also think that the Jazz are talking about the draft. The Lakers are talking about how they're going to win another championship. Yeah. So yeah. I look at this Boston conversation about Jalen and Jason Tatum. And I say to myself, well, hey, man, um, are they about to pull off the improbable? Probably not. They're not going to beat Miami. But, boy, what is their summer going to look like? Like, I look at Philadelphia. Philadelphia is not worried about the draft. They're worried about what they're going to do to win a championship. And they fired their coach, who again got them deep into the Eastern Conference playoffs because it wasn't good enough. I look at the Lakers, and I look at their situation, and I say, you have a lot of talent, and the Lakers finally are going to have cap space. They're going to have draft assets. Like, the Lakers are moving in the right direction, and I think they are one of the most dangerous teams of this offseason because they're going to re-sign Austin Reeves. They're going to do – it's no doubt in my mind they will do everything they need to do to re-sign Austin Reeves. Totally agree. You put him with D'Lo and Austin, now guard is not a weakness, it's a strength. They're probably going to upgrade Dennis Schroeder, I would imagine. 
But you look at you look at their depth and you look at the young talent on that Laker team. That's that's what Jazz fans should be worried about. That's like I I look at I look at the Phoenix Suns. If I'm a Jazz fan, I'm terrified they're trading DeAndre Ayton. Because if they trade DeAndre Ayton, and if they trade DeAndre Ayton to Portland, dude, and they get they get Dame time, you're screwed. Mm-hmm. That's a championship caliber threesome, right? Well, that came out the wrong way, but you know, um, there is a lot. A, there is a lot that's going to change in in the NBA this offseason. Yeah, and I think the rich are going to get richer. And I think that when you look at the Lakers, I think it all starts with the Lakers. And if Boston goes out, look out. Like, what about the Knicks? You look at the Knicks and Julius Randle, dude. Where's Julius Randle going to end up? There's a lot of people who think Julius Randle could be a Milwaukee Buck. Mm-hmm. And if, if, if Julius Randle is playing the four or the three and Gianna Sante, your mama, is playing the, the four or five, dude, that's a tough team to guard. Yeah. That's a better Brooke Lopez pairing. Yes. That's, that is terrifying. The other team you hear a lot about in the, in the Julius Randle sweepstakes, the L.A. Clippers. Because I think there's a lot of people in this league who believe that, that Kawhi and PG are not the duo that you had hoped for. And I think if, they, if you trade one of those two, and I might guess it would be Paul George because you're not going to trade Kawhi Leonard. I think if you trade one of those two, I think the Clippers instantly become a deeper, better team. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. think there is, I think the Knicks are going to be busy. I think the Cavs got embarrassed. I think the Cavs are going to be incredibly busy. Dude. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of movement that's going to happen. Haven't even brought up Kyrie Irving yet. You know, where does he land? I, I, I think, look, I just think that, you know, again, as you said, I think the rich are going to, the rich are going to get richer. And I think that, you know, the jazz right now and teams at the jazz trajectory and at the jazz level uh, have a lot of opportunity. I think the difference when I look at the Lakers and the jazz and like a lot of teams out West is that the Jazz have all these assets, and they have those assets in a time when the Lakers need to improve, in the time when these different teams, like you know the Paul George situation, or like any of these different situations, are just opportunities for Danny Ainge to go out and build a championship contender. So, well, so that's why I say, like, with all due respect to the people who are obsessed with the draft, the draft really is not all that consequential. Like, I look at the draft, and yes, adding young talent out of the draft is absolutely a big deal. Um, if they decide they want to trade up in the draft, which I highly doubt because Danny Ainge is not a trade up in the draft guy typically. Now, that could change, but but based on his past behavior, I don't see Danny Ainge giving up a pile of assets to go and get the number one overall pick, let's say, as an example. I would agree. I see him, I see him drafting at nine or maybe eight or seven, somewhere in that range, and then going out into the marketplace and adding veteran players that can help take them to the next level because that's what they're going to need you know that lori is you can trust lori but you also know he's not a number one you need a power forward and a point guard so that's what you need on on the jazz when dudes like julius randall are available and i know like you're gonna have to figure something out there if you want to get him but like when that caliber of players available they just have constantly and consistently said they're not in on julius Randle. i know i know but i'm just saying when you have this pile of assets and all these guys that are going to be moving and things are yeah. happening it's a sandbox for danny Ainge to go out 
and operate. So yeah, we are going to talk about the Lakers. We are going to talk about the Clippers. We are going to talk about these different situations because they matter to jazz fans. Yeah, I think it's interesting. And, and I don't know, there's, you know, there's so many different things that will, um, wow. How about the Clippers losing Michael Winger? He is uh, Michael Winger, the Clippers general manager, has agreed to become the president of Monumental Basketball, which delivers him leadership and complete control of the Washington Wizards. Winger will also oversee the uh, Mystics and the G League Go-Go. Wow, that's a huge loss uh, for the L.A. Clippers. Lawrence Frank better do the job in L.A., man. That is a big, big deal. Uh, Greg Hawkins, what's up, my guy? Good to see you. Uh, Jimmy uh, Autzen says, should the Lakers trade AD, trade LeBron, or sign Kyrie? Well, I, I mean, Kyrie, I think you, ne you need two of those three, and I think it's sign Kyrie and trade AD. Yeah. Uh, because then, I mean, if you, if you sign Kyrie Irving, then you're not worried about D'Angelo Russell anymore. Um, and I think D'Angelo's been very, very good for them. I think they're happy with D'Angelo. I think D'Angelo loved being a Laker again. But, I mean, the guy you need to upgrade is Dennis Schroeder, with all due respect. And I know he had some good moments for them in the playoffs, but, I mean, if you... I still maintain the guy that that team needs is Tim Hardaway Jr. If you compare Kyrie and Hardaway Jr. on the Lakers, they're almost unbeatable. Mm -hmm. Now, can Timmy stay healthy? I mean, that's a bigger, bigger question. Uh, Bryce Martin says they aren't going to win a title with him, but they aren't going to get equal value for him. Do you mean Anthony Davis? Yeah, I think so. C. Coppin says AD is worth trading now because he has some worth. I agree with that. Totally agree. Mr. Preston, my guy, what's up? Why wouldn't you trade AD? Doesn't make sense if you don't. I agree. I think you have to. Absolutely. Uh, Salty Drunk says pairing up LeBron with Kyrie would be a good move. I agree. Yeah. Uh, Cowboy Country says, please, Mark Cuban, trade Kyrie for AD. AD and Luka Doncic on the same team, that would be an instant contender. The problem is... But here's, here's, the, here's the real question. Who wants to play with Luka Doncic? Yeah, I don't think that list is long at all. And I think that's why, you know, one of the conversations I had recently was, hey, is Dallas a home for DeAndre Ayton? It's an interesting question. It's an interesting question. Because I think he is. But I don't know that they have... Well, I mean, if you trade, if you're the Suns and you trade DeAndre Ayton to Dallas... What are you getting out of that? Because I don't know that there's a ton of value there. I mean, it, I, I'm pretty sure Christian Wood's a free agent. They need a center. There's no doubt about that. But if you are the Phoenix Suns, what on that roster? Is Josh Green getting that done? Tim Hardaway Jr., is he getting that done? Mm, I think it's, it's going it's to take, take a pretty big deal. Although, obviously, the Suns are highly motivated to trade DeAndre Ayton. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Yeah, I think the issue is more money than anything. I mean, DeAndre Ayton's getting paid, you know. DeAndre's got a max deal. Yeah. So, you know, after signing so, that sheet with Indianapolis. Yeah, so balancing the money, I think, is going to be the challenge in, an, in any Ayton deal. I think it'll be interesting to see what Dallas would give up for Ayton. But I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of clubs around the NBA they would like to have DeAndre Ayton. Yeah. Um, I think Cleveland's in that group. I think Washington's in that group. I think the Knicks are in that group. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of people that would like to get their hands on DeAndre Ayton. I think the Jazz at one point valued DeAndre Ayton mm -hmm. last summer. But I think Ayton's done tremendous damage to himself. I think he has done a lot of damage to himself through this last playoff run with the, with the, the Suns. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I, there, I think I could make an argument that Monty Williams would have been fired any way you slice it. I think DeAndre Ayton hastened that departure. Yeah. That's just Yeah, me. I agree. Jet says, I don't think uh, the Lakers keep D'Lo. That could absolutely be. Uh, Nate Davis says, James just wants attention. And I don't believe he really is retiring. LeBron, you mean. I think there's a chance he retires, but he's talked for so long about wanting to play with Bronny. Yeah. So I have a hard time seeing that. You're so close now. It's, it's a classic, we didn't come this far type moment. I agree. Uh, Mr. Preston says, at the same time, why didn't the Jazz trade Jordan Clarkson, the great mystery of America? And our sources at the Jazz straight up told us that Ryan Smith didn't want to move him. They didn't want to move him, which is a bummer. Jeremy Callahan says, baby back Aiton. Dude, he, I, mm. he's soft, no doubt. Dick the Bruiser says, Austin Reeves is a casual. You're crazy. I think Austin Reeves does not get nearly enough credit for, casual. for the impact he had on the Lakers this year. I, I think his development this year is one of the great stories mm -hmm. in the NBA because he's a guy that nobody cared about. And I think he, dude, I think he was, he was pretty incredible. Um, Anthony Davis to the Mavericks, not a bad idea, but could see him going to San Antonio or Houston. There's nah. no chance he's going to San Antonio nah. or Houston. Because Anthony gets to kind of write his own ticket, and he's, he's not going to go there. Yeah. Austin Reeves, Salty says, is very underrated to the success of the Lakers. Absolutely. Michael Peck, uh, Reeves equals Jeremy Lin 2.0. Nah, I can't, no. can't agree with you on that. Not dude. at all. He's better. Yeah, Michael Wall says, yeah, Reeves is Jeremy Lin 2.0. Not in any way, shape, or form. No way. Uh, Jimmy Austin, there's no Aiton for Dame trade on the table unless KD is somehow included. Oh, the money there would absolutely – you could figure that out. I don't, I don't have any doubt about that, but I just don't think that, that Dame wants to, to do that. Yeah. I think Damian Lillard – it's sad because I think he deserves a better fate than he's going to get in Portland because mm -hmm. that team's going to get sold here in a minute. He's too loyal, man. I, and I think, it's a, I think it's a huge problem for him. Like, he hasn't even been close to winning anything. Yeah. Uh, salty drunk. Reeves makes others better. It, it's not even about his scoring. No, it's not. It's about his ability to pass. And it's about his ability to knock down the three. And the thing he's underrated for is his ability to get to the free throw line. Mm -hmm. That's where he truly is, is dangerous. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, let's see. Who else? Uh, Bryce Martin says, yes, AD. Fat Jesus says, does anyone want Aiton? What value? Oh, I think he is. I think DeAndre Ayton's that guy that gets a bunch of dudes fired in his career. <laughs> Honest to God. Yeah. I think he's that guy that's like, oh, yeah, DeAndre Ayton, he'd fix the Boston Celtics. He's Let's the, bring he's, him in. Uh, what is he, the Trey Young of big men? Dude, you're not even kidding. By the way, Portland, I think the Lakers, I think the Clippers, I think a lot of people are in on Trey Young. Yeah. I think a lot of people. The question I is. I just don't quite understand. Is Quinn Snyder in? Yeah. That's a big question. Jet Wayman, the tile king of Utah. Um, I think the Suns and Knicks make a deal. Randall will be a son and Aiton will be a Nick. Could be. I would love to see that for the Suns, man. Could absolutely be. I still maintain, like, again, the Suns are one of those teams you feel like, hey, once they get a training camp together and they get some time together, you feel like if they can stay healthy, they're, they're going to be a problem. And I, and I still maintain that about the Lakers too, man. I think you brought in D'Lo and you brought yeah. in some of these guys at the deadline and 
you know, they they took it as far as they could. I think he had a hell of a year, honestly. Like, I, anyone having a negative-ass conversation about the Lakers is just hating because I think they, they had a hell of a year, did the best they absolutely could there. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how all of that how all of that plays. Mike Maple says, "Mean Dallas have Aiton and Luca due to their max deals. You can have two max guys on your on your yeah, contract. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah, Dick the Bruiser. The next couple of years, the San Antonio Spurs is going to be a hot spot for NBA free agency. I think year one of VW will determine that. I think that San Antonio is going to have to make the playoffs before they become a destination for anything." Because they've been so bad for so long. And I think they have traded some very good talent away. And they have not won. And I think it's going to be incredibly important. And the hard part is, there's no time for patience. If, you're, if they truly draft Victor Wambanyama, which again, I don't think there's any doubt they will. Victor's the way. If they do not win right now. He is the bus label is going to hit that kid so hard in the face if he does not have immediate success. Yeah. Immediate. Yeah. And you think calling Zion Williamson fat happened fast? Watch what happens with Victor if he doesn't have success right away. Fat? Because they're comparing him the and the hype around him to LeBron James. And I'm just like, come on, man. Yeah. Come on. Uh Kurt Myers, Denver needs to trade Joker to you. Yeah. Uh, San Diego State, Aiton is toxic for Phoenix. He's been there for the past 12-plus months. Dude, he's been for the past 12-plus months. Truer words have never yeah, been spoken. facts, bro. Absolutely true. Quick aside, I'm a Cubs fan. Yeah. And Marcus Stroman's going to pitch tonight. Yeah. So why wouldn't you be on the field warming up to be the starting pitcher with your jersey completely untucked? The Cubs are a wreck. The Cubs are absolutely a wreck. It's a joke, dude. They're, they're, the Cubs are embarrassing. Uh, Jeremy Callahan, how many games will it take Denver into the finals? Uh, I think everybody's writing off Miami against Denver, and I just wouldn't do that. I think Jokic is going to get his. He's a really good player. But I think you saw in the Lakers series that Aaron Gordon can be had that Michael Porter Jr. can be had. And the biggest question is, can Jamal Murray do what he's done to Jimmy Butler? Because he's going to have to. Because Jimmy Butler, I think, knows what just about all of us know. If you stop Jamal Murray, you're probably beating the Nuggets. Because the Nuggets, really, truly, if you look at the final scores in the Lakers series, how much of a difference were there between those two teams? I would tell you Denver was clearly the better team. There's no question about that. Were they 15 points a night better? No. Were they 10 points a night better? They weren't. Probably two possessions better. They won by an average of 4.7 points a game, yeah. I believe is the number. Yeah. They won by two possessions, arguably. Yeah. They didn't blow the Lakers out. And... The Lakers' biggest issue was not Nikola Jokic. The Lakers' biggest issue was Jamal Murray, who terrorized them in that series. So if you're the Miami Heat, you've got plenty of depth to deal with guys. Yeah. And you've got Jimmy Butler, who can handle Jamal Murray. So who do you believe gets off more, Jamal Murray or Jimmy Butler? 
If that indeed is the matchup. And by the way, one other thing. I know that everybody's like, oh, hey, dude, um, the Denver Nuggets are just chilling in the cut, brah. And they're resting and they're going to be ready to go. I'd rather be the Miami Heat. <coughs> I want to play more games, dude. I don't want to. Do you understand that the, the NBA Finals start a week from tomorrow? <laughs> they're sitting around for nine days. Hey. Nine days. Home court advantage, the mountains, oh, okay. elevation, our moms I, are hot. Totally get it. Yeah. I'd rather be the Miami Heat. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to, man, I could see it both ways. It's hard to deny that that kind of rest at this time of year is valuable, but it's also hard to deny that that kind of rest is going to make you rusty in game Give one. Give me three games. Give me three days to rest. Go play six, seven games against Boston. I'd be fine with that. Yeah, I think NBA players start to get rusty after the fourth full day off in a row where you're just practicing and because it's little things like cutting and chemistry those little things are made on a daily basis but you have to play games yeah and so that the first half of that first game could be a little rough yeah that that's what i'm saying like mm. uh 801 west valley lakers need to keep reeves and Rui. Rui hachimura has been but this is what we talked about. What happened when they got Rui Hachimura? All of a sudden, they were a significantly better defensive team because they could guard the three-point line and they could sag to the middle. Mm -hmm. And what did sagging to the middle and guarding the three-point line do? It turned Anthony Davis back into the beast that he's been. That's why they're better defensively. It's not because all of a sudden they're locked down dudes. It's because Anthony Davis is freer. Yeah. He doesn't have to worry about popping out to a corner. All he has to worry about, look, quite literally, if you watch... Laker games. All Anthony Davis's job is is to get the cutter. Mm -hmm. His job is we saw it in the in the highlights of of the last game. All he had to do was guard Aaron Gordon's cut to the basket. That's all he had to do. Jokic is going to get his. Yeah, Jokic is going to get his. You can't have another guy going off if you want to beat Denver. They couldn't stop Jamal Murray. Yeah, that's facts, dude. Couldn't do it. So. Is what it is. Tom says, still very happy that L.A. is at home and in falling apart rumors. Talk. There is no falling apart rumors talk about the Lakers. There's, sorry, dude. I know you want them to fall apart. The only conversation, there's one conversation about the Lakers. Is LeBron retiring or not? They're not falling apart. They are in a really good spot. They're, I think they're very happy with Darvin Ham making that a better defensive team. I think they're very happy with the, the trade deadline. Rob Palenka, I think Jeannie Buss finally got out of the way and Rob Palenka was allowed to do his job. And what do you know? They got better. I think the trade they made for Beasley and Vando didn't, didn't damage their capital, right? I think yeah. that, dude, I think the Lakers, for the first time in probably five summers, I think the Lakers are in one of the better spots they've ever been in in the offseason. Seriously. Like, there's nothing that's, like, terrorizing. They're not falling Best. apart. Yeah. The Suns, the Suns are falling apart. You look at the like ha Happy Hands owner now. Okay, the, happy the Suns. The Suns are a problem. Dallas is is a problem. Luka's unhappy. That's a problem. Right? Like you have you have Western Conference teams that are a problem, right? Like you look at but some of the stories nobody talks about, Oklahoma City's in really good shape. Yeah. I think the Lakers are in really good shape. I think the Clippers are in an interesting spot. You know, like, I, yeah. I, I think there's a lot of teams that are in a really good spot. I think the questions are, hey, who, who, what's going to happen with Victor Wamanyama? <laughs> what, is he going to be a bust or not? Is he going to stay healthy or not? 
right? I think one of the biggest questions in the offseason is when are we going to see Chet Holmgren playing in a competitive game? Dude, seriously. When is Chet going to start playing? Because I got news for you, OKC fans. Chet Holmgren's really important. He is really, really important. Yeah, they need minutes from him. Yeah. And by the way, does VW take the Chet Holmgren route? Just saying. Body's playing summer league. I can tell you that right now. Jeremy Callahan, Nuggets in five. Not if it's Miami. That's going to be a long series. Eric Spolstra is a better coach. talking about Gabe Vincent, dude. And I'm telling you, he's a problem. He will will make Jamal Murray's life tough. Eric Spolstra is a better coach than Mike Malone. Well, excuse me. Michael Malone. Michael. 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 Better coach than Michael Malone. Yeah, which of those two coaches has been in the NBA Finals repeatedly? I'm telling you. I'm telling you. And I, I, if, if it's Boston, I, I, honestly, I think Denver's significantly better than Boston. Because Boston goes through these lapses where they just stop playing. Yeah. And I don't think they have the balls to play defense against a team that's, that's got the competitive edge of Nikola Jokic. I think Miami does. Because Miami's not going to outscore anybody. Don't get, in a, don't get into a, a shootout with Denver, but I think Eric Spolstra and Pat Riley both understand you don't have to stop Nikola Jokic to beat them. Yeah. And the Lakers tried with Jamal Murray and they couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Uh, Tom says heat versus nuggets is great for the NBA. Uh, It's not. It's terrible for the NBA. I think it is. I actually think it is. It's not a nightmare scenario. But you're going to lose most of the country. It's not Lakers-Celtics, dude. It's not. And Denver and Miami are not major markets. And I I think it is... I think for TV numbers and revenue numbers and stream numbers... Dude, this is the NCAA college basketball conversation. Yes, it is. Don't tell me that Denver-Miami is going to draw more than Lakers-Celtics. Yeah. Because it's not. Now, that said... For basketball nerds like myself, hell of a series. I think the X's and O's of this series are are dynamite. I think that you, when you look at switches and matchups and how they're how Spolstra is going to go about, you know, defending this, I I think it's fascinating. I think it is. If we're picking Nuggets and we think it's going to be the Heat, right? I think most of yeah. us agree. Yeah, that's got to be a six-game series at least. Yeah, because the Lakers almost won in Denver. Yeah, and I think the Heat have a propensity to win road games. They're one of those teams that... And you know, oddly, they found a way not to die when Duncan Robinson's on the floor. Yeah. Which is a little shocking. Because Duncan Robinson and Bam Adebayo have pick-and-roll chemistry. Surprisingly. And Tyler Hero's not going to play in the NBA Finals. They're better without him. I think they might be. I think they might be. I think they might be. 801 West Valley says Lakers are not falling apart, just reloading. For next season. I agree with that. Uh, Bryce Martin, San Antonio fell apart after Kawhi left. They need VW to live up to his potential. Dude, absolutely right. And I hope he does. Did you know the enormous amount of pressure on that kid? Yeah. I mean, God easily. Damn. Easily the highest touted, most most hyped prospect since LeBron. No easily. doubt about it. Easily. Uh, Delaric, you see the conspiracy theory the Spurs got the number one pick because the NBA wanted it? Maybe. Yeah, whatever, dude. Uh, Victor, want your banana. Kurt, I've heard that about you. And, I, and I'm okay with it. I'm not judging you. Victor's the way. Uh, Gary says nuggets in six. I would agree with that. Jeremy Callahan, players I never want. Aiton, Kyrie, Dylan Brooks. God, Dylan Brooks. I'm with you, Jeremy. I'm Jeez. with you, dude. 
Uh, Bo says Colorado will get a Big Ten invite. Mm. I don't know if they fit, dude. Why would they? I don't know why they would. Salty drunk. Guys, I was wondering if you thought Patty Mills gets a spot on a roster to play limited minutes and be a vet in the locker room. I just think he's so limited now. Um, I think he was really good for Brooklyn while they were good. Yes, he was. He's a guy that that he he's, can still shoot. Yeah, They're, he's the final piece to a championship team. I would agree with that. Yeah. I would, but I, I think, yeah, I would agree with that. Michael Wall. A couple of my comments were sarcastic and should have said as much. Oh, well, I'm referring to the Reeves comparison and AD Texas destination. Well, okay. Don't you ever do that again. How dare you? <laughs> Jeremy Callen and Jamal Murray underrated AF totally. I agree with Jamal on that one. I do think he's a complete asshole on the floor, but dude, dude is underrated. There's just no way. Absolutely. There's no two ways about it. Boyd Lake says, yo, bros. Yo, bro. Yo, Boyd. Hey, bro. What's up, hey, SEO dude. King? Uh, Dick the Bruiser. Victor rookie season. Always be remembered as the year Victor tamed the wet stop. Victor's the way. Guy, at what point do you just be like, yeah, we need to like slow our roll on the Victor hype? Like, you have no reason to believe that he's going to be a superstar in the league. None. None whatsoever. The percentages of Victor Wambanyama ever being all NBA are tiny. Tiny. Tiny, tiny. Uh, salty Drunk, what a story. The Heat have been coming so far back. Unbelievable effort from the play-in. Uh, that's what I'm saying about the Lakers, dude. The Heat, the Lakers. Like, you've got from all, the play-in. Like, it's ridiculous. I think the play-in's been a wild success. I mean, it, it is, and I, and I could be totally wrong about this. I could, and I freely admit I could be wrong about this. But the play-in is not nearly as successful as Bucked Up. Hey. Buckedup.com, use the promo code Monty to get 20% off at checkout. Like, I mean, listen, the play-ins worked, but bucked up. Hundo P, bro. Yes, yes, yes. Like, let's... God, I cannot turn this through. Hello. Let's go. Uh, oh, my God, we, just oh, like that. Oh, oh, yeah. Bucked up. Buckshot. I'm telling you, you guys, all this energy I have right now. Buckshot, dang it. So excited. Callum Von Moger in studio next week with Ryan Gardner, the founder and CEO of Bucked Up. That's going to be amazing. They'll tell you all about Buckshot. They'll tell you all about the fact that you can get into the description of the show and click the link to get your free six samples of Buckshot. Yeah. And I'm telling you, it's clean, long-lasting energy. It's only 100 milligrams of, of caffeine. I love the, the watermelon. I've got two boxes here. I've got a box at home. Took it this morning at about 5.45 to go galf. Galf. It was amazing. You know what else I had? I had a Buck Bar. And I'm telling you, I feel great today. You want to know why I'm losing weight? Buck bars. Because they keep you full. They're really good ingredients. Whey protein isolate, protein chips, uh, protein crisps, which are little chips, and dates, things like that. Because they keep your blood sugar low. And I think we all know when you can control the glycemic impact, keeping your blood sugar low, of the food you eat, I'm telling you, it makes a huge difference. And I, I look at the ingredients in Bucked Up. It's not a surprise that since Bucked Up has become a big part of the program that I've lost a lot of weight. I've had a lot more energy. I sleep better. I golf better. I work out better. Bro, Everything's bro. better because of Bucked Up. And they can do the same thing for you. But don't take my word for it. Get the free samples sent right to your front door. Get the Buck Shot. Get the Buck Bars. All the links are in the description below. They'll send them right to your front door for free. 
bucked up the official energy provider of the Monty program. Uh, Salty Drunk says Chet is the way. <laughs> okay. Chet will win Rookie Victor's of the, the Year. So wait, okay. what happened to SGA? Yeah. What happened to Giddy? Josh Giddy for president. Victor's the way. Uh, Boyd Lake, Joker is shooting one-legged fallaway threes and getting nothing but net. It's unreal. Dude, it's crazy. Yeah. Multiple times. Boston isn't winning this series. It'll be Nuggets and Heat, and I'm all for it. I, I, I don't mind the different rep in the NBA Finals, but let's not kid ourselves. That's not good for the NBA. As a basketball fan, it's phenomenal. As a basketball nerd, X's and O's, like watching the game for the game, phenomenal. As a business for TV and advertisers, not good. Yeah. Salty, and I'm kind of with you on this. Um, I'm not prepared to dismiss Boston yet. I'm not either. I'm not ready to just kiss them away because they actually played pretty well last night. And you know what bothered me? The Heat didn't seem to mind that they lost. Nah, they're chilling. I didn't love that. Kurt Meyer says, Bastin will be disassembled this offseason, and the coach is the first to go. He's got a long-term deal that he just signed. Joe Mazzula is not going Buy to out. Mike Maples, I'd take Denver in six. Jimmy and the coaching advantage will make it a series. I don't disagree with that. Yeah. I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that at all. Uh, Steven Hatcher, y'all need a segment on the show called What's Bucked Up in My Sports Today? We do. I, I don't disagree with that. Are they a buck, Redwine says? No, they're free. Katie Rader, Monty, I give in. Ordered a case of Miami bucked up for you guys. Let's go. Let's go. I expect pictures. Miami, pictures. I'm telling you, Miami is the best flavor of bucked up. Yeah! It is absolutely yes! phenomenal. Do it. Jeremy Callahan, have a couple of buck bars and an edible antler and a buckshot chaser. It'll change your life. Yeah. All right, hit the music because I'm floating. Me too. The Monty Show, as always, is presented by our good friends at The Advocates, utahadvocates.com. I don't know what we're doing. You know what we're doing? We're saying goodbye. I love every one of you. Thank you for being here. Until tomorrow, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.